Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 127 Ding. of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. I'm Beverly. Oh, Beverly. Beverly. And this episode is sponsored by Cecilia McManus. Thank you, Cecilia. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. You're the McMahon. Oh, oh that was beautiful. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Today we will be discussing Chapter 4 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, number 12. Ooh, Grimald Place. So make sure that you have read the chapter and you're ready to moonwalk your way into the details. Thank you to Stacy Cakes from Instagram. Before we begin, let's go to Megan for the weekly profit. I know what your verb for the next one should be. Okay. I'm going to put it in there. Okay, okay. All right, weekly profit. I have two. This It threw me off the large blank space. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, I put a big picture in there. Um, so first of all, I wanted to shout out another Etsy shop that is run by an LGBTQ uh, member or member of the LGBTQ community. Um, so it's Hullabloom on Etsy, H-U-L-I-B-L-O-O-M. They have super, super cute pins and stickers and a lot of Scorbus stuff, which yes. is Scorpius Albus, like Albus oh. Potter. Okay. I was like, let's I ship that. Which I... <laughs> I was so confused. I Am I missing something? Scorbus. All right. <laughs> no, I got New it. Scorpius. <laughs> I know. I thought Albus. it was a person. I thought it was one person. <laughs> um, but their pins are super cute. Well, so. it's two become one. Need Spice some love. <laughs> uh, and then the second thing I wanted to talk about was that Matthew Lewis is going to be at Niagara Falls Comic Con in June. Yeah. And I will say, so Katie and I have met him. He came to Pittsburgh's Comic Con. It's called Steel City Con. He is legit cool. He's really cool to talk so to. So if anybody's just like, you know, thinking about it, I highly recommend meeting him. He's super nice. He, if you do, if you do the autograph, you get a lot more time with them than the photo, mm-hmm. um, because the photo is just like it's just like a step in, step slash in, step out, photo out. Yeah. Whereas like the autograph is like you wait in a line and like literally like as he's signing it, like you can hold a conversation with him. Like mm-hmm. we talked for probably a solid like five minutes before we went on, which like for in that type of That's setting a is a long time. time. Yeah. So how um, long did you talk to the Jacob Kowalski guy? <laughs> like approximately Negative five minutes. Seconds. Whoa, you guys! That 
that still to this day just mm. bums me mm. out. I've never had a bad experience meeting somebody from um, any like film or whatever, or even like artist until. Uh, yeah. He's so engaging on stage two seconds before that. I know. What is his name? I've literally put him out of my mind. What is his name? I don't know. But he seems like that Dan type of person. Fogler. Dan, Dan Fogler. Dan Yeah. I, yeah, he was. Come on, Dan. We needed to do better. But anyway, Matthew <laughs> Lewis, honestly, great human being. Awesome to talk to. I highly recommend it. He is super just like down to earth whenever you talk to him. And he's going to be at, again, Niagara Falls Comic Con June 5th through the 7th. He's going to be there Saturday and Sunday only, just so that you know. But um, it's really awesome. He's cool. Nice. Cool, and Niagara cool. Falls is fun. So Niagara Falls is great. Warwick Davis yeah. is going somewhere. <laughs> um, we just found out who plays Seamus. He's going to be at Devin Leaky. Murray. He's going to be at Leaky. They I announced thought we already that. knew that. They just announced that. Not I thought they just were re-saying ago. it. Mm. I don't know. I don't remember. Like I have a memory of maybe knowing... Plus, we didn't get an email about it, so that kind of threw me off. It was, it was, on, like it was just, just on, on social, social media. media. Yeah, I think yeah. it was just them telling us again. Maybe. Mm. But, yeah, he's going to be there with Ivana Lynch, so. I'm so stoked. Yeah. Press passes, please. I'm more excited to just be there than talk to people. Like, I don't, I don't, I, it's not something I like to do is, like, meet them, because I'm an uncomfortable person, and that makes me uncomfortable, and I don't want to, like, cool you know what i mean like i saw you in a movie i thought you were great but i also don't want to interact with you because i don't want to be a weird human being around other people you weren't you're not weird some people really but here's the thing there's some people that like freak out and there's some people that are like chill and we were super chill and just friendly i don't think we were over i really 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 want to interview ivana lynch yeah Um, she seemed they did one of the best October announced that he was going to be there, so it was just them reannouncing it. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Random. Um, I'm awkward no matter who I talk to, so. Was it Denver or Orlando? Orlando. Both Orlando, yeah. Okay. Um, we don't know I, anybody for Denver yet, I don't think. They've mm, announced anything. Yeah. yeah. The most famous Ravenclaw of all. Sasa is going to be there. Sasa. <laughs> <laughs> Doing that, Felix tells my cousin, she goes, well, tell me some like famous Ravenclaws. I was like, me. That's all I got to know. <laughs> Have you heard of Swish and Flick? Hello? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but hopefully we get to do a panel and all that jazz. But yeah, and I'm stoked that, that it's going to be in out. Orlando. It's got to be extra magical this I think year, it's going to be it. like overwhelming. Yeah. Because I think that like the one lot. that like with the, when we went in Boston, like it was really, really cool. But like they just had like that, the, it seemed like the Dallas one was like really big. Well, yeah. Um, it's it like I think nervous. Boston is going to be the equivalent to Denver, and Orlando is going to be the equivalent to what to Dallas, Dallas was last yeah. year. Yeah, and that just I don't know it makes me a little feel overwhelmed. What? Florence is not a Ravenclaw; she's a Slytherin. Correct. Florence <clears throat> is not a Ravenclaw. Gabrielle, Florence it's Slytherin. the weekend of she's your American. birthday. <laughs> she's all the American. more reason to come to Orlando. Mm-hmm. Chandler. Hey, Tiffany. I didn't get this from you last time. Who did it? Sarah. I actually did it pretty well. She yeah, did what'd really you do? good. She even got like the uh, in your voice. Yeah. Was it the rub, 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 recap? It was not. Florence <laughs> <laughs> did not do it. I don't do things like that. Well, right. what's mine's name? <laughs> <laughs> Mine's I think names? I think you don't have a name because whatever that was is not a thing. All right, I'm gonna sip tea. <laughs> Except you're drinking coffee. Oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay, 
No, all right, so. No, all right, so. So Harry's in a really. I have a request. Okay. For the new year. Come on. She wants it. Come on. Let her. Just let her have it. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm fighting with Tiffany this weekend, (laughs) and I'm going to be fighting with uh, Katie. All right. Mm -hmm. All right. Fight with Kate. (sighs) I think I'm fighting with Tiffany too, but I remember why. What are we fighting about? I don't remember. Oh, okay. Do you want to be done with it then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> She's not fighting with me. Yet. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Harry, not Harriet, is in a really bad state of mind. <laughs> he stays in his room for days. He sent Hedwood out to get some answers, but she hasn't come back. The Dursleys go out because they won a major award and a whole guard of witches and wizards break into the house to take Harry away. And oh, hey. Remus, what up, Tonks? How you doing, real Mad-Eye? <laughs> <laughs> the actual real-life man. Yes, TM. <laughs> and they travel by broom to 12 Grimald Place. The headquarters oh! of the Order of the Phoenix. <laughs> oh, she did it! She did it! And Megan and I were fighting over a <laughs> I literally brought it up in the Felix house because I was like telling my cousins, like, can you name my personalities like the people I do? And then I had to like explain, you do one, it's really well, and blah, blah, blah. <sighs> all right summarize summarize it like harriet like, i don't know if harriet, harriet can do it florence might be able to do it yeah florence hasn't really come out that much lately I mean, <laughs> harriet what's she doing she got like she's a- tired and so is sasa <laughs> <laughs> all of us all me and my voices are tired <laughs> everybody's everybody's <laughs> tired <laughs> well right all right so <clears throat> Harry is now at the headquarters uh, for the Order of the Phoenix, whatever that is. Um, immediately, he gets a crushing hug from Mrs. Weasley. You know, you could have sent him a letter or two, I'm just saying. Um, and then he finally sees his little friends. He lets out um, a lot of his frustration on Ron and Hermione. And then he learns some things that have happened in the past four weeks. No one else dings the bell. All right. Um, including the fact that he's an attention-grabbing kid and that Percy has uh, seven ties with his family. Not nice. Naughty, naughty. You'll get caughty. Mm. They aren't allowed in the meetings, but they are allowed to eat. <laughs> and then he meets uh, Sirius's loudmouth mother on the way to get the food. I love how at the last sentence you went in and out of her voice. And then uh, And then Oh, goodness. Yeah. It's been a minute since Florence has been. <sighs> I've been I've enjoyed her company so far. I thought you were going to say I've enjoyed the time away. <laughs> <laughs> so as the group is standing outside number 12, Grimald Place, Harry's like, uh, what's the order of the who? And Moody's like, nope. They're supposed to be in secret and they're supposed to be quiet. So Moody takes the piece of parchment, not paper. We've got to be fancy. It takes the piece of parchment out of Harry's hand and he sets it on fire with the tip of his wand. And I said he's probably using the spell incendio, which means to set fire to. Really? Are you sure? Mm -hmm. Mm. And I also enjoy this um, nonverbal magic because sometimes the adults are like in and out. Like sometimes we hear spells and sometimes we don't. But I really like, and I want to try and pay attention to how much nonverbal magic Moody uses because he's such a skilled wizard. Mm. So I kind of want to like just keep your eye on it. I would like to keep my magical eye on this. Yes. Because I just think it's really interesting. I see what you did there. Do you? 
This is not going to be I another do. lettuce thing. <laughs> <laughs> Let us roll into the next section that you're talking right. about. Harry then looks up at all the houses, and we see that they're standing outside of number 11. That's my favorite number. What? He looks around, and there's no number 12. <laughs> it's been this stolen. This is going to be a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stop. I'll stop. No, you're fine. So Lupin, in his lovely, calm teacher voice, tells... Just his lovely voice in general. Well, it's his teacher voice. It does things. all right (laughs) he tells him to think about he what he just read and what he just memorized so harry does and as if by magic (gasps) quote a battered door emerged out of nowhere between numbers 11 and 13 followed swiftly by dirty walls and grimy windows it was as though an extra house had inflated, pushing those on either side out of its way. And I said, I want to point out that I love the way they did this scene in the movie. Agreed. Same. Um, Cause I like, wasn't there like a fishbowl, like yeah. sloshing. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I like yeah. that the family's just sitting just, like, there shaking. like shaking. Yeah. Anything. The TV is yeah. like shaking. Yes. <laughs> and I love the fact that I feel like I'm there because I've been there at Universal and for those of you who don't know and haven't been to Universal, you can stand on the step of number 12. You can knock on the door. And you can knock on the door. And Creature will come out um, and, and like play. peep through the window. Mm-hmm. But who's Creature? We don't know yet. Okay. Come know. on, knock on our door. <laughs> We've been waiting for you. You will see Creature in the window. He's smiling at you. I don't think he's smiling. He's not happy just yet. Not yet, but maybe he'll, later. He will be someday. Maybe someday he'll be making pies. Maybe at the end of this book, he'll be like, hey, that's one less person that doesn't like me. Oh. Spoiler. That's deep. <laughs> so, even though Harry's been in the magical world for a number of years, he still shows like how in awe he is of certain parts of magic that he's never seen. So he's standing there and he's gaping. At number 12. And then the stereo in number 11 just keeps blasting on the muggles. They don't notice nothing, do they? Nope. Nope. (laughs) They don't. I like the description (laughs) that Joe writes of number 12. Yeah. I'm just thinking, like, think about the past four weeks. Like, it's almost not that he obviously he's not forgotten magic. And there's a lot of things in magic. I get what you're saying. Yep. I know um, where you're going. Doesn't know. But it also, like, he hasn't used it or been around it in a month. So I think also that's like, oh, yeah. This it's is, like, refreshing, yeah, I bet. Yeah. He did use magic. That's why we're in a trial. <laughs> yeah, well, he did. That's why we're in <laughs> this situation. But. <laughs> One measly expecto patronum. What? One, One measly, measly expecto, expecto patronum. patronum. Is that used. from, like, something? My mouth. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, whatever. So the stone steps to the black door were worn down. The door was shabby and scratched and the door knocker was silver and it was in the form of a twisted serpent. There was no keyhole and no letter box. No letters today. No, sir. (laughs) No post on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) 
Lupin takes out his wand and he taps the door and they heard many metallic clicks and the sound of a chain. And then the door opened and I said, what spell or spells is, are these, this? <laughs> Alohomora. It is not Alohomora. Yeah, what kind of, it is not Alohomora. <laughs> Get your hood off because it makes you evil. Every time you wear a hood. Grimwald place. It was so good. Grimwald. I appreciate it. Grimwald. It's like Griswold. <laughs> what was I saying? But honestly. What spells? So there's got to be some crazy magic if this is obviously it's the or- the he- headquarters of the order. Dumbledore and friends have had to put some crazy magic on this place. Yeah, but it's also like under the Fidelius term, right? So like you can't be there unless you've already been there by the Seeker Keeper stuff, right? Yeah, but still, it, there's yeah, no, still all yes, of that. Yeah. But it, I don't think it's as crazy as you think it would be with that in place. Oh, I think so it is. It's probably just like tippity tap, open up, broski. <laughs> tippity tap. <laughs> I think it's more complicated than that. I'm wondering if whenever she says he tapped the door... It probably was more than just like one little tap. It was Something probably like I'm gonna like assume, a, like one would say, a, a tippity tap. tap. <laughs> I'm gonna assume tap, that like don't come back. There's something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna assume there's something with like how he taps it, where he taps it, a motion that he what uses. What if it's <laughs> but what if it's the fact that it's a lupin? You know what I mean. So this is Sirius's house. This is his family home, and that's his bit. You know what I mean? Is. Yeah. Like yeah. that's out of everyone now, like that's who he trusts the most. That's his potential like boyfriend. Yeah, because like why didn't Mad I do it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I'm digging it. So when Harry walks inside, it's quote almost total darkness in the hall. He could smell damp, dust, and Swedish rotting smell. That's gross. And the place had a feeling of a derelict building. Would have been empty for a long time. Minus creature. Like 10 years. Yeah. 12, really. I don't know how long his mom's been dead. I think it's Sirius says ten later years. 10 years. 10? Ten. 10 years his house has been rotting. Yeah. Moody then released the light back into the street with the put-outer or deluminator. The re-putter now? I'm just going to rename this thing later on. But he put it, the light back into the street lamps. <laughs> And the rest of the crew came in through the door. What? Could be called a put-backer. <laughs> put-backer. So Moody then took the disillusionment charm off Harry, and it felt something like hot trickling down his back. And in case you forgot, that is the spell that's used to conceal the target. The charm makes it um, so that whoever's been bewitched, they act like a chameleon. So they oh take God, on the color and texture... Of that, oh god, <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> Who sings that? Is it Wham? I don't. Or George know. Michael? One of the two, yeah. But I don't know who. Sorry, go on. Acts like a chameleon. So they take on the color and texture of that is which behind or like around them. That's cool. Also frightening. <gasps> like Peta in the movie slash. I mean, in the yeah. books, he's oh, like that yeah. too. Yeah. But like, that's a freaky. Like I can see his eyes pop yeah. it open. Yeah. Wow. What was he? What oh, was yeah. he? Mud. Yeah, like he was like a rock. a rock. Yeah, yeah, like moss. It's pretty cool. Boy Get George. This. Get this. Oh, boy George. Okay. Get this. That's what I was thinking of, but yeah. So I wanted to say I want to directly read from the book because I can't do it justice. No, thank you. Because I love the description. 
He heard a soft hissing noise and then an old fashioned gas lamp sputtered into life all along the walls, casting a flickering, insubstantial light over the peeling wallpaper and the threadbare carpet of a long, gloomy hallway where a cobwebby chandelier glimmered overhead and an age blackened portrait hung crooked on the walls. Harry heard something scuttling behind the baseboard. Both the chandelier and the candelabra on the rickety table nearby were shaped like serpents. It's a lot of snakes. And I said, if you wondered what a candelabra is, here you go. It's a candle holder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some people might not know what that is, though. You know, it's not a word that you really hear in it's everyday like a life. It's fancy candle holder. It, it is. Know? It's like, got like a bunch of arms. Like if you like click yeah, that link. Lumiere. From yeah. It is. Yes. It's, yes, it's Lumiere from Beauty and the Beast. Um when reading this again, my first thought is, so, old-fashioned gas lamps. Y'all were there in the 80s. It's now the 90s. Get some electricity. Honest yeah, but it's a God. wizarding home. Like, but do they update? Like, they don't. They don't like, care to. How, like, but they think like about the castle, yeah, with the torches and things. Like, someone recently, I think they posted in our group where... Um, but, like, they don't really care about electricity because it's wizards and electrical I, stuff, like, doesn't work. It just... I, it at just Hogwarts, at least. Blows my mind a little bit. I don't think they... I don't think they care. Like, there's just some things that they're, like, a little bit behind the times, okay? I think they think that muggles are beneath them. It's like, here's a light on. I don't have to do a spell. Or, like, here's a pen. It's already full of ink, you know? Yeah. Well, they're, like, inventing, like, potions to like keep you alive for forever so yeah but who wants to be alive for forever not me nicholas will know tom riddle i almost said tom voldemort (laughs) (laughs) hello my name is mr tom voldemort can i interest you in some extra lives both are no longer with the living oh my god won't you be my horcrux um yeah so i don't like that tiffany i'm sorry you're sullying the good man's name i love him some slippery, snaky Slytherins must have lived here. And I said that Hogwarts pride runs deep, bruh, because that's a lot of snakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, they're just kind of, like, um, snaky. But I would like to see some, like, a wizard's home, just a regular everyday wizard off the street who was in like Gryffindor or Ravenclaw or Hufflepuff and see like do they have stuff like that of like, course do, they do do we have like a lion well, think, yeah. here, think about For like sure. I have stuff from my high school like I just had a couple months not months like a week or two ago I had a yeah, but like, mag, like a magnificent but this is like, like on your this. house this is like the candelabra <laughs> <laughs> this is Lumiere <laughs> I mean <clears throat> People have stone lions, I guess, outside some of their homes. You oh, ever see those? Sure. I would have a stone badger. It'd be awesome. Um, Katie would just house all the badgers in the backyard. Like, yes, please, I'll feed you. Come to me. We would all <laughs> My have snack time together. You know how like houses sometimes have those birds like that are like I don't know if they're like um, <laughs> all I can think of is a geese that people dress no, up. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> uh, like up on their like their their point of their house, they've got like a black. And I don't know if it's like metal or whatever. Oh, it's like an on, eagle. Like it's yes, I know um, what you're talking. That's like a north. That's some Vernon stuff. I, they had them all the time. Like there were houses by my house. Oh, really? Yeah. So like, mm. but not like one sticking out. It was like flat against the right. Yeah. No, I know what you're talking um, about. My sister was very is very good um, at writing stories and such things, and once told me a scary story about it. Basically, like the story went that like these kids were do like doing something and like something happened where like that bird, like a kid turned into the bird and was stuck on the house for the rest of time. 
Ew. Yeah, it was scary. (laughs) Um, That sounds like a Goosebumps story. Yeah. Back off, R.L. Stein. I like those books. Megan, you may talk. Um, so it makes me think of Dr. Phil's house that's for sale. Did anybody see it? No. Oh, yeah. That's I not in my timeline. Had, <laughs> it was like an ad or something. I don't know. I think it's because it has something to do with snakes. So they probably know I like Slytherin. And maybe that's why it showed up. Honestly, Isn't I have the no idea what so the algorithm weird. is. But like so his whole like entryway, all like his like steps, the what is that word that I'm looking for? It's like the, the, the gate on your steps. <laughs> The baby gate we railing. got. Railing. <laughs> the oh. Gates railing. on your steps. The railing. The railing. Okay, honey. <laughs> it was snakes. It was? I would never picture uh, him. No. Somebody tweet him. Are did you a Slytherin? Did you see? Didn't he have like a pool table that the feet were lions yeah. or something? All right. Hold on. Gaudy. I'm going on Twitter. Gaudy. Hey, you got the money. Spend it. I mean, like, yeah, donate it. on like snake railings? Okay. Honest to God. Like, why would you buy that when you could like feed the homeless? We don't. He might feed the homeless. We don't know what he does. I have a lightning bolt around question. I will ask it later. So Mrs. Weasley comes in to view um, and she's excited to see Harry, but he does notice that she is paler and thinner than when he last saw her. And I'm going to attribute a lot of this, not only to like the obvious what's going on with like Voldemort, but I think also to Percy. Sure. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll get to that later. So she. <laughs> yeah. So she is definitely like welcoming to Harry. She's excited that he's there, but she's not really in a hurry to give any information away. Um, She is also like legitimately in a hurry to like get him upstairs because a meeting is about to start. But he starts asking like what kind of meeting and she just wants she's like, no, Ron and Hermione are upstairs. They're going to explain everything to you. Like, just go. It's Wizards Anonymous. All right. <laughs> so it's been as one they're, minute since I've done magic. <laughs> as they're going upstairs, he's noticing all of this, like these really creepy things around him. Like mm-hmm. there's snake stuff everywhere. I think he sees the the elf pets. Mm-hmm. Um and he's like, Why on earth are we in a place that looks like it belonged to the darkest wizards Welcome ever? <laughs> I would um, say they're the darkest, but they're pretty dark. They're, pretty, they're dark. pretty dark. They're not like gaunt dark, but they're dark. So that's how we're gonna measure. Yeah, <laughs> like they're like. Who would you say is the lightest then? Me, pure blood. Just in general, like who's like if we're gonna say like on a scale of like gaunt to what? So like gaunt's oh, the Luna. worst. Luna. I was gonna say Luna. I, I too guys. was gonna say Luna. Or just pure. Luna. She's just so pure. No, Luna. Luna herself. Yeah, I'm into that. Yeah. Let's go. Um, so, yes. On the scale of Gaunt to Luna, the blacks are, like, closer to Gaunt, but they're, like, not as bad. I like that. I like that scale. Um, so Harry enters the room. Hermione attacks him in a hug. And he is mad, basically. I'm just going to read from the chapter because I actually have a lot of read from chapter. I'm sorry, guys. But, like, it's just a lot of Harry talking. Yeah. And I feel like it's important. Yeah. Before you go on, Vinny in the chat says, as a Scorpio, Molly's anxiety literally zaps her health. For sure. Mm. And I think as a mom, you know, going with the Percy thing, like, that, that's going to crush huge. you. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. just thinking about that, 
like saying that you want nothing to do with your family like i'm gonna pretend that like i'm not a part of your family right it's crazy uh so okay so hermione harry ron no (laughs) (laughs) ron he's here harry's here we didn't hear you arrive. Oh, how are you? Are you all right? Have you been furious with us? I bet you have. I know our letters were useless, but we couldn't tell you anything. Dumbledore made us swear we wouldn't. Oh, we've got so much to tell you, and you've got to tell us. The Dementors, when we heard in that ministry hearing, it's just outrageous. I've looked it all up. They can't expel you. They just can't. There's a provision in the decree for the restriction of underage sorcery for the use of magic in life-threatening situations. And I literally, like... She, I feel like that's exactly how she said it. Like, it yeah. was just like, go, go, go. Like, oh, my God, because I just need she, to get all of this out to you before you yell at me because I know yes. you're going to yell at me. Yes, because he's mad. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Do you think that Dumbledore made them do a vow to not tell Harry? No. Like, because right, like, they're like, I know because you could die. <laughs> and they're teenagers. Not, not, like, not, at the not, end uh, of the day. It's like an unbreakable vow, but like something stronger than just giving them their word. No. I'm sorry. I would tell Harry. No. I know I would tell Harry, too. I'd be like. All right, bro. Let me tell you. No. Like, I swear on my magic that blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't think so. <sighs> okay. You're wrong. Okay. <laughs> Hedwig appears, and Ron explains that she has been in a right state ever since she arrived, and I said it's because she's a quality bird. She is. Who was just trying to get answers from Ron and Hermione for her all-time fave, <laughs> Harry Boy. I forgot for a second you were talking about Hedwig, and I thought you were talking about Hermione. And I was like, oh, you're calling her right bird. All right. That's <laughs> <laughs> how I would describe her. Um, and, like, Hermione and Ron both have bandages all over their fingers, and Harry <laughs> doesn't feel bad about it. No. Um, so... He does admit that he felt a warm glow whenever he initially saw them, but it's gone. It's extinguished. Something Mm -hmm. icy floods the pit of his stomach, and all of a sudden, after yearning to see them for a solid month, he felt that he would rather Ron and Hermione leave him alone. While we're reading this, I want us to make sure that we remember these things. Voldemort is back. He has a body. He's gaining strength, which means that that Horcrux, which is within Harry, is also stronger. It's like strong. It's like woke, it was real. It, it like it like awoke. Right. It it woke up. So I think that Harry, being just himself, would probably be pretty upset. But I also think that it wouldn't be. To this extent, I, I think don't know. that it has a lot to do with how he feels. I think that um, I disagree with you a, a little bit because I think that he's just went through a rough time and he's basically gone like he watched someone die right in front of his eyes, like someone that he considered a friend. Mm-hmm. And then he went four weeks without really anything, without anyone to talk to, without anyone like giving him anything and he he's living in a world that's not really the one he is in the majority of the time anymore you know he's stuck in the muggle world where he's literally fighting for scraps of news Feels suppressed yes so i i think that he regardless of the horcrux would be reacting this way okay i think that you're correct with like now that voldemort's back it's going to play more of a role but i think at this point in time this is all Harry. I just think that, like Sarah said, it's like, and, and like we get into it too once I like start reading more of like Shouty Capital Harry. It's like 
he has all of this resentment built up inside him mm. because he and like he's saying things that he doesn't really mean but because he feels this resentment it's bubbling up inside him like I'm the one that fought this. I'm the one that did this. I'm the one that saw Cedric die. I'm the one that watched Voldemort come back to life. And you're keeping me in the dark. When in reality, like we know Dumbledore has good reason, but I'm sorry, Tiff. Like he treats him like absolute poop this summer. Oh yeah. No, and, I'm, like, they don't have to apologize to me. I know. I, absolutely I know. know but, like, <laughs> like I get that there's like a reason for what he does, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, he went about this the entire wrong way, in my opinion. I think another thing to realize when he's like doing all this word vomit, I completely lost my train of thought and now I don't remember what I was going to say. Oh, that's a let me, think, <laughs> let me think about it. For um, a second. No, that's fine. You think, but I also, we have to think about Harry and the nature of how he is himself. He's a very, um, fiery. He is fiery, but he also, the things when he said, I saved the Sorcerer's Stone and I uh, fought the Dementors and whatever, those are very Voldemort things to say. And Harry, I think, he does these things, sorry, for the greater good. He's the he's the hero in this situation, but he doesn't like the credit for it. He always says how he had a lot of help doing these things. It's a very Voldemort thing to do to take the credit for all of those things. But have you ever, have you never been in like a fight or something and you say things like, maybe you don't, I know that I've done this specifically when I am fighting with my sister, I don't do this anymore, but I would purposely say things that I knew I didn't mean that I knew that were going to give me the reaction I wanted. No. So sometimes when he, like I, no, and I there's even times mean. where like I'm, I'm getting so like, um, and it's usually like I'll like say I'm talking to my mom like and and, and I'm not talk I'm like not yelling at her but I kind of am just because I'm so fed up and I'm so angry about whatever the situation is and I'm just kind of venting things will just spew out of my mouth and like I think that's I think genuinely the care is just like I did all of these things and he doesn't really mean it because when he takes a step back and he really you, thinks about it he's like I know I had help in all of these things it wasn't just me but I think that's just him like I think I would do something like this where I would mm-hmm. be like well I did this and I did this and I did this like when I like get mad about like housework, I, I would be like, I'm the only one that ever does this. And I'm the only one that ever does this. When realistically out of the people, out of my siblings, I'm usually the one that does the things the most. Am I the only one that does it? No, but I'm going to be like, when I'm mad about it, I'm always the one doing this. And I'm the only one that ever cooks dinner. And I'm the only one that ever does this. Like those are things that I would say, which technically aren't true. And that's just how, that's how I see Harry right now. It's okay. like, he's just saying like, I did this and I did this. I when, see like, what if you're he saying. he wasn't angry mm-hmm. and wasn't upset and kind of like finally getting all of his frustration out, um, he would be like, yeah, you guys helped me. Like we did this together, but mm-hmm. like. I think we're going to have to agree to disagree. Get I think out. too, you yeah. also have to. <laughs> well, I live you, here, so you, the door. <laughs> you also have to take into consideration though too, Tiff, that like mm. he has been picking apart any reason to be angry for Mm -hmm. the past four weeks. Mm -hmm. So like in his mind, he's like, Dumbledore's kept me in the dark. Well, why has he? And then like, as your brain, it's like, it's anxiety. It is. He makes up the scenarios. Yeah. So like, as he's thinking of all of these things, like, well, why would he, why would he keep me in the dark? Why would he do this? Then he thinks he's like, yeah, why would he do that? Look what I did. (laughs) I did this. I did this. I did this. Even though it's not just him. Also, he's 15. So it's like, 
I think too part of it, and what I remembered I was going to say earlier was like, so he's coming into this. He's already angry. He's ag- like he's aggravated. He has all these emotions built up, and he's thinking like, oh, I did all of these things. Why do they get to be in the know? Why do they get to know all these things when they're like, we don't know anything? But th- he's just like at this point in time, he's just not hearing it. He's like, well, at least you're here. At least you're in the wizarding world where yeah. he's stuck with his aunt and uncle. I think. You know what I mean? Are you guys thinking that I think that the Horcrux is? No, no, no. Okay. No. 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 I think think that it intensifies him. And it does. It absolutely 100% does. There's evidence of this. Does he have a horcrux? I think I'm going to throw this at her. (laughs) I think that. Yeti, sponsor me. Here it goes. (laughs) (laughs) I think that it does intensify him, but I just don't know if in this argument it is. And that's fine. Agree to disagree. We got to go, though. But so, on, honestly, hold on. What say you, KT? I'm stuck in the middle, to be completely <laughs> so honest. You see both sides. How I am about everything. She's I always see both sides of everything. That's a good thing, though. So like, no, but honestly, like, no, both I really good arguments. Yeah, I get what everybody's saying, but like, no, said, you don't. You're wrong. Put your hood back on if you're going to behave this way. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, I think God, it's not often that we are split like this. Yeah. So agree to disagree and move on. Okay. I win. I, I just know think, what you guys uh, think. No, just I just think it gets more to that point, like in Deathly Hollows, more than anything. Partially, I don't know. It, even by the end of this year, it's a little bit more. But I think it's still like so fresh. But he's, anyway, he's just. A you 15, might change your mind later on. You never know. He's and a I might change your kid. He's dealing with PTSD. You've he's dealing with anxiety. Know. I know. I'm just reiterating the fact that I'm correct. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I, just, I think got a lot that going on. Think I am a normal 15 year old without understand. all of these things. They're gonna be yelly. They're gonna be shouty. I remember when I was 15 and I was not nice. Also, be nice then. I can't go back in time. I don't got time. Be for nice it. now. Be I quiet. What I was gonna say that's fine. Just read your part. <laughs> It was good. Okay. Just think on it for a minute. It comes back. Um, it was meant to be. <laughs> so he, so he wanted. He would rather. He felt like he would rather have Ron and Hermione leave him alone. And there was a strained silence. And Harry's just like not really paying attention to them, and he's petting Hedwig and not looking at them. Um, and then we kind of just touched on this for like twenty minutes. But I was like, can we talk about Dumbledore coming between the trio like this? Like, I get it. I get that it's for the greater good, but they're 15. I know, but like he thinks of everything. How I just think the greater good. I know. I was like, they're 15 for God's sake. Like this honestly could have ruined their friendship. This could have seriously like fractured their friendship. If they weren't as strong as they are. I honestly think Harry would, would have maybe wanted to be like, you know what? I will, I'm done. I will say this. I think if Ron and Hermione weren't the people they were, Agreed. Harry would have let them let this whole thing go. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that that's something that's a big fault in Harry where like later on he's like, I have to do this on my own. And mm-hmm. they're like, dude, you're dumb. He tries right. multiple can't. times to do things Correct. on his own. Right. And I really think that this is just showing like Ron and Hermione being like, dude, we know you. Don't be dumb. Well, because like, Harry's been alone for, you know, his entire life. Everything he does, he thinks he has to go and be solo. And, and he doesn't. So they have to teach him how to have, you know, a family. I do appreciate, too, though, that, like, Harry gets to the point in this conversation where he realizes it's not Hermione and Ron's fault. It's Dumbledore's fault. So yeah. he shifts all of his anger to that instead yeah. of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think part of it just says, like, these are the first people he can 
talk Attack. to. It's like, yes. it's like, oh, okay, I can finally ask yes. questions. I'm going to hound you. Because yeah. then even later on in this chapter, or maybe it's the next chapter, I can't remember because I read them back to back, but like Sirius was like, I'm surprised you're not asking questions. And exactly. he's like, oh, well, I already did. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, I already had that moment where I was really angry mm-hmm. and I just like spouted everything well, out. Know, let's be honest. You're going to ask someone, you probably should ask Sirius. He'll answer them. I know. <laughs> well, true. he does. Um, okay. So I'm going to read again from the chapter a little bit. Uh, he seemed to think it was best, said Hermione rather breathlessly. Dumbledore, I mean. Right, said Harry. He noticed that her hands, too, bore the marks of Hedwig's beak and found that he was not at all sorry. That's not a Harry trait. Um, He's just angry. I think he thought you were safest with the muggles, Ron began. Yeah, said Harry, raising his eyebrows. Have either of you been attacked by Dementors this summer? Well, no, but that's why he's had people from the Order of the Phoenix tailing you all the time. I'm assuming that was Hermione. Um, Harry felt a great jolt in his guts as though he had just missed a step going downstairs. So everyone had known he was being followed except him. Didn't work that well, though, did it? Said Harry, doing his utmost to keep his voice even. Had to look after myself after all, didn't I? He was so angry, said Hermione in an almost awestruck voice. Dumbledore, we saw him. When he found out Mundungus had left before his shift had ended, he was scary. Well, I'm glad he left, Harry said coldly. If he hadn't, I wouldn't have done magic, and Dumbledore would probably have left me at Privet Drive all summer. Aren't you Aren't you worried about the Ministry of Magic hearing, said Hermione qu- quietly? No. Liar. <laughs> of course he's nervous, but like... Mm-hmm. He I doesn't doesn't she say like he like was like that was a complete liar. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> like so, well not in those words but yeah. Yeah. Um I was like so Harry's mad and honestly for good reason like I don't blame him here. I know in this part coming up we like to make fun of shouty capital Harry but like we have to remember he literally just wants information. He's been kept in the dark for so long and this is his like initial reaction to just get as much info as possible even though Ron and Hermione probably aren't the best people to ask. This is his first point of contact, you know. Right. So whoever it was going to be it, was he was going to take it out on, yeah. on yeah. whoever it was. Yeah. I think had it been an adult it might have sounded a little different but it would still would have been as much heat. I would yeah, agree. for sure. But since he's comfortable with these are his peers, you know, these are his yeah. friends, he can tell them literally anything and he does tell them everything. Um so that's why I think it came out this way. But yeah, let's go. All right. Capitals. So you haven't been in the meetings. Big deal. You've still been here, haven't you? You've still been together. Me, I've been stuck at the Dursleys for a month and I've handled more than you two've ever managed. And Dumbledore knows it. Who saved the Sorcerer's Stone? Who got rid of Riddle? Who saved both your skins from the Dementors? Harry could feel all the bitterness, all the resentment, and it was just pouring out. Who had to get past dragons and sphinxes and every other foul thing last year? Who saw him come back? Who had to escape from him? Me. Ron was stunned. And Hermione looked like she was about to cry. Which I can understand. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, yeah. because not only if, is, like, yeah. I think that she's frustrated in more ways than one. Like, she's frustrated that they weren't allowed to tell him. Like, clearly she's upset that she wasn't allowed to talk to him. Because I think she really wanted to, mm-hmm. for sure. And now, like, they they knew Harry was going to react this way. Oh, well, they, and, they like, knew. I don't think they thought, I don't think they... They knew they he was going to react bad, but I don't think this badly. I don't think they and thought he also, would say these things. Even, well, even sure. seeing it, like it, you could think like in your head, okay, like this is how he's going to react. But like, it's also another thing to be there, like having him yell at you, anyways. Like, I know I got comfortable when people yell at me. 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, Lisa in the chat says, sometimes you take it out on people who who you know will love you no matter what. It's mm-hmm. a subconscious decision. It's easier mm-hmm. because you know they'll forgive you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I agree. Because, like, can you imagine Harry doing this to, like, Molly? Well, and, and honestly, right. imagine <laughs> if you knew how I was feeling and that my hands were tied and that I had been through some serious traumas and I was screaming in your face like this. Just think about that or vice versa. If you did that to me, I'd feel sick. Yeah. Like I would feel absolutely sick and I probably would cry. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like getting yelled at. I feel like when things like that happen at work, because when you deal, when you deal with people when they're sick or when their family members are sick, um, emotions run high. So like when people are angry, I'm like, like it makes me like so anxious and I'm like anxious for the rest of the day. Um, Cause I'm like, please don't yell. Like there's literally nine times out of 10. There's literally nothing I can do. Yeah. Um, and you're they take it out, it out on you. Yeah, you're yeah, taking they, it out on the wrong person. But honestly, like... <sighs> but he couldn't have taken this out on anybody but them. Like, this conversation. Yes, yes I you agree. Know? I agree. Not that it was warranted, but, again, like, I think it goes back to what Lisa said in Discord. You, you take things out on the people that you know are going to forgive you. Oftentimes, as friends, you... Not, not, not to say that you're a punching bag, but you take the heat... And then you forgive and talk about it and grow. And it literally happens. I mean, it should. It happens in every relationship. No relationship is perfect. And people take things out on each other. Say you have a bad day at work. You come home, you're in a bad mood, and it rolls into everything else. But then later on, you fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's exactly, obviously, what these guys do. Okay. Um, Why do I see my name? <laughs> I just said... <laughs> Are Tiffany and Dumbledore the same? (laughs) (laughs) And for them, I say as well, Ron and Hermione, like rightfully so. Ron is stunned. Hermione looks like she's about to cry. Like they're kids. They just wanted to help their friend more than anything. And I said, sorry, Tiff, but Dumbledore expected too much from them in all honesty. I just think that like I know he has high expectations and like that's to be expected because it's Dumbledore. But I think at the end of the day, like out of Ron and Hermione, he just like. I mean, they did what he asked, but I feel like they just... I think he also expected a lot out of... Expected. Too much expected. out of Harry. Yes. Cause like, Way too much out of Harry. Like, I think he didn't take into account the fact that, like, Harry was going through some serious PTSD on top of, like... I just think he didn't... Like, he just didn't think about well, that. Well, I wonder, like, how he... <laughs> I, I wonder if okay. he attributed this situation to like watching his sister be killed in front of him. So I wonder if he's thinking, like, this is how I dealt with it. So, like... This is how Harry yep. like it's gonna you know yeah. what I mean like it's like parents expecting out of you because they did it first and they expect you to be able to do the same. Yes, and I wonder like or maybe he's even like not forgotten, but like it had been so many years. So Dumbledore was like, you know, she died, and I went about and I did this, but like everybody's different, including like even if a parent like had that happen to them, um, and they dealt with it like by going right back to work someone else might not be able to go back to her. You know what I mean? They might not be able to go and do, they might need to talk. Well, really everyone should talk about it because things like that are traumatic. Um, so maybe he's thinking like I did a, B and C Harry can just do a, B and C. Like maybe he's just not thinking like for sure. I think this is going to sound like I'm talking negative about my man, but obviously he's not perfect. So we have to have that beautifully flawed character, right? I think you guys are forgetting that Dumbledore had a plan and whatever was going to meet that end goal. Yeah. He was going to do. So 
when you say that maybe he expected too much from them, I don't think he expected too much. He knew what he was doing and he knew it would be too, too much, but it wasn't like none of this was by accident. It wasn't like he knew this was too much. It was too much from Sorcerer's Stone. I think he admits later on, though, that like he does regret the decisions he made. Well, for yeah, this but 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 the, the it worked out and it was part of his plan, though. Yeah. The the thing is, is like he was going to do anything he could the means for just, yeah. for that end goal. The means justify the end. And the way that he goes about it is I, I love just, him. I he that. uses people to reach the end. Would one call it sketch? It is sketch. <laughs> it's sketch. I hate it. Um, it really makes me really, really strongly dislike Dumbledore. But that's point. the way that he has survived to this point. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> and, on, and, and, it, and is it is it right? No. But that's, that's we, we're trying to understand the character here. And that's the way that he operates. He operates within secrets. He tells you exactly what he wants you to know. Mm-hmm. He gives you a job to do. And we see that he dishes that out to everybody, including Harry and children, such as Ron and Hermione. And he's going to do whatever it takes to take Voldemort out because he knows and he knows what he's got to do. He knows that that what's that end piece and he's figuring it out along the way well, you're not wrong i just hate it well you can hate it no i'm saying but like that's what we're talking about here right. none of none of this is by accident when oh, he makes sure. these guesses he knows exactly what he's getting into well and like truly at the end of the day too like at the end of the whole thing so like dumbledore says like has has put this plan in motion to make sure that voldemort dies and it stays gone and at the end of the day, the very end of the series, Harry's like, if I need to die, so be it. So he goes He's in with got the exact that same ment- mentality yes. where like, yes. this has to happen and I'm willing to do whatever it takes. And Dumbledore to do it. knew that Harry would. But I think that I, I think that he, certain things needed to happen for him to be in that space. So I agree. I, I agree. It sucks. Yeah. But I think that every choice... There's no excuse. Yeah. It's just how he operates. It's not good. It's not good. But again, it's that whole... There's the. There's a very... Like, I, um, I remember my story. ethics class. <laughs> it's, like, are, it's like, do the means justify the ends or do the ends justify the means? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I really like what Rachel is saying in the chat. She said, I think Dumble could have gotten to the end plan without quite as many secrets because even though he regrets some of his actions at the end of this book, he continues keeping secrets. Can you scroll? Because there's another thing that she said. I would agree. And then she also says his... Um, I love Dumbledore, but I think sometimes he almost gets too much credit. And I think that I agree there, too, because I think that he... What's he getting too much credit for? He's getting too much credit for, like, justifying his means, basically. I, I think, think part of it, though, too, like, we have to... We, I think we also forget that he's human. Mm-hmm. And I think part of it, with him pulling back and keeping secrets and not talking to Harry, is really for his own mental health where like he has gone through like losing a sister and losing someone that like he helped, you know, and all of those things, whatever he did, you know? So like, he doesn't mm-hmm. want to have to go through losing, like caring about Harry and then losing him. Cause he knows he's like, he's literally like you to your state. He's like, you're raising him as a pig for slaughter, which That's he like, kind of is yeah. so selfish though. to like distance yourself. Oh yeah. From Harry and he's not give yeah. Harry the quality Pooch? Not, I mean, 
<laughs> not like quality life because I'm not saying Harry didn't have a quality life because he did but like to actually like distance yourself and not give Harry information because you personally don't want to get hurt people is crappy yeah but you know but, but right yeah. yeah people do that all the time but like He's at the end of the day in this war for sure at the end of the day he could have shared his experiences with Ariana with Harry to make him feel better that's not how he was raised I know it's dumb. It goes back. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, the Dumbledore's operated mm-hmm. on secrets mm-hmm. and lies, and mm-hmm. that's all he knows. So if we want to talk about characters, we'll throw Malfoy out there, and we always say, you know, he's a product of his environment, and you know, and then it kind of shifts as he grows. Dumbledore never shifted. I feel like, like Sirius, he was stifled. I have a serious question. When did this become the Dumbledore Felix Files? <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a, like a 10-parter. Oh I mean, gosh. I think we should start it with this book. No. We got to wait till 7. I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm not ready. I love him. Um, but we should probably get through the rest of Harry's speech. <laughs> all right. All right. So let's go back to Shouty Capitals. Um, Dumbledore. Dumbledore. So Harry continues. But why should I know what's going on? Why should anyone bother to tell me what's been happening? Um, I think you need to say that with a little bit more sarcastic tone to your voice. I do it. Well, we know. Put your hood up. Put your hood up. Yeah, come on. You got to dress the part. (laughs) Dress for success. But why should I know what's going on? Why should anyone bother to tell me what's been happening? Harry, we wanted to tell you. We really did, Hermione began. Can't have wanted to that much, can you? Or you'd have sent me an owl, but Dumbledore made you swear. Well, he did. Four weeks I've been stuck in Privet Drive, nicking papers out of bins to try and find out what's been going on. We wanted to. I suppose you've been having a real laugh, haven't you? All holed up here together. No, honest. Harry, we're really sorry. Said Hermione desperately. (laughs) Round of applause. Very nice. Very nice. Her, e- her eyes, I was going to say her ears, her eyes were sparkling with tears at this point. And she's like, <laughs> no. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so she's like, no, like, you're absolutely right, Harry. I would be furious if it was me. Um, and then I said, okay, shouty caps over and out. Do we think that this stuck with Ron? This is like a completely random question, Ooh, but I wanted to ask you guys this. I know where you're going. Do you think that this conversation stuck with Ron when he decided to leave in Deathly Hallows? Like, oh, Harry feels these things. I don't know. Could be a sort of foreshadowing. What does Ron say in his little exit speech? Well, just like about how basically how like Harry... Like, it's about Harry. He thought you knew something. <laughs> thought that you knew. Like, mm. he thought, thought. Dumbledore told you. Yeah. Like, I thought that you knew what we needed to do. I thought that you knew yeah. more information. Because, like, you know, here's Harry saying, like, yeah, I'm the one that had to fight off Dementors and Sphinxes and every other yeah. foul thing and, like, blah, blah, blah. So I don't know. I just, like. Turns around into wait. thinking, like. What? Wait. Yes. I'm about to jump ship with Tiffany over here. Hold go, on. babe. Go, babe. <laughs> so I know you this, are. This kills come, me to Come admit. to the dark side. Come to the Allegedly dark side. Allegedly, they have cookies. Y'all. Uh, so this kills me to admit, but. <laughs> kills me. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. So when Ron wears the Horcrux, <laughs> he gets all like, oh, well, you don't know what you're doing and blah 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 and like that's what harry's doing yeah he goes blah 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 (laughs) (laughs) 
victory for the lions <laughs> and the snakes <laughs> and the snakes yeah katie what did you take a picture of that yeah <laughs> tiffany you look freaking crazy i am crazy <laughs> you look crazy <laughs> <laughs> Put that on the internet. I'll send that to the group so we can get purple fied. Yeah. <laughs> purple fied. Okay, Hi, so honey. anyway, how does it feel? <laughs> no, so, but like, the, oh, oh my gosh, God. I can't believe that me asking that question about Ron and Dudley Hollows like sparked that. But like, if you think about like how Ron acts when he's wearing the Horcrux, it's quite similar to Shouty Capital Harry. Harry can't take his off, Megan. I know. Yeah, I know. Okay. He can't. It's true. I mean, I wonder what would happen if you like slipped like. It's not a Harry Potter trait no. to take credit for all of those things. I still don't think it's the Horcrux. You Honey, can't convince. Me. That's fine. You I'm not saying that it's I'm, completely the Horcrux, yeah, that's, but it intensifies absolutely. Like, for sure, I think Harry would have said those things, but they wouldn't have been in capital letters. No, I disagree. <laughs> he should have had the Dementor suck out one of the souls. And then he'd be good to go. Give him a little kiss, mm-hmm. would ya? Huh? Um, and also, I just wanted to end my part with saying that I love that Hermione immediately tries to relate and agrees that she would be just as furious. Like, that's just a really great friend trait. Hey, I'm Lark. And I'm Jesse. And we're the hosts of The Gaily Prophet, an intersectional queer Harry Potter podcast. One reviewer described our show this way. If you want to queer the way you engage with the witchy world of HP, challenge the systemic problems in that world as well as our own, have your heart torn in two by seeing the beauty in the what-ifs, and laugh so hard it hurts, I urge you to give this podcast a listen. So if you love Harry Potter, critical analysis, gay stuff, and laughing really hard, subscribe to The Gaily Prophet wherever you listen to podcasts. It's Katie's turn. All right, so let's change the subject a little bit. Let's switch gears. Let's talk about Dumbledore. Baby. Let's talk about Horcruxes. Let's talk about seven things. Let's talk about all the things that he used to keep it alive. Don't give her coffee tomorrow. <laughs> She's, she, you know what she said to me? She goes, Adam, work this weekend. You know what it means? Coffee. <laughs> I literally had six cups in two days. <laughs> oh, my God. I think. Oh, my gosh. You wired. I also have three more days off, so. Holla. All right. So here's Hermione saying this nice thing. Like, I know, you're right. I'd be furious. And he glares at her. That's lame. Katie. That's lame. No, it's not lame. He's mad. That's your that's your best friend. Katie, you're a Hufflepuff. You should have compassion towards him. He's been going through it, all right? All alone. Hermione was holed up here with Ron having the time of their lives. Oh, probably, clearly. They're probably smooching. Probably. Yeah, they're holding and hands. Telling they're secrets. cleaning rooms. Kissing behind curtains. Doxy Dox curtains. Yeah. <laughs> Doxies are biting Ron. Hermione's kissing it better. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's well, spider webs behind me. You keep attacking Ooh, the wall. spider webs. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> so there's a long pause, and then Harry starts <laughs> asking questions. Should we do the long pause? Sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no spoilers. Don't tell me about it. Oh, okay. Continue. <laughs> let Katie, let Katie read. I'm sorry. This makes me laugh every time. So I haven't he- even got to pivot. So here's Harry's <laughs> questions. What is this place? 
headquarters of the Order of the Phoenix. And Harry's like, is anyone going to bother telling me what the Order of the Phoenix is? <laughs> so Hermione's like, it's a secret society. Dumbledore's in charge. He founded it. It's the people who fought, you know who, last time. First rule of Order of the Phoenix. Don't talk about Order of the Phoenix. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, who's in it? And they said uh, quite a few people. Uh, Ron and Hermione have met about 20 of them, but they're pretty sure that there's more. So then Harry's like, well... And they're like, well, <laughs> well, like what? Well, yeah, I know. And he's like, so Voldemort, what's happening? What's he up to? Where is he? What are we doing to stop him? And Hermione's like, we told you we can't be in the order meetings. We don't know the details. We just have a general idea. And that's because we learn about Fred and George's extendable ears. What? extendable ears <laughs> i want to get one of those from the wizarding world i know what is it what does it like look like they're it's an ear i know it's, it's an ear but like reminds me of like a, a little, tin with, like, like two tin cans with string yeah that's it yeah and you put the little tube in your ear don't i don't are you supposed to put the tube in your ear you're not supposed to put things in your ear in the wizarding world yeah <laughs> they say that you shouldn't put anything smaller than your elbow in your ear which means nothing because an elbow wouldn't fit in your ear legitimately I've heard that. Well, I clean my ears, so. So they had to stop using the extendable ears because Mrs. Weasley found out and she went berserk. Berserk. So what they do know, though, is that some of the order are following known (laughs) to see snackers. (laughs) Norn. And they're keeping tabs on them. Some of them are working on recruiting more people for the order and some are standing guard over something they're always talking about guard duty and harry says well it couldn't have been me could it and ron's like oh yeah you're probably right but but it's not. but it's not it's the harry. prophecy it's not harry it's not right who do you think was taking over to for um dong when his shift was over because it said his shift wasn't ended like who do you think maybe it was supposed to be figgy but but she can't do it would have to be a wizard I don't or think, a witch. Yeah, I think that it would be in addition Maybe to her. It was that Vance lady. Emmeline Vance. Emmeline Vance. Yeah, I didn't okay. know how to say her first name. All right. Fine. Let's go kill <laughs> <laughs> So then Harry's like, so what have you two been up to? And they've basically been decontam- decontaminating the house because it's been empty for ages and stuff's been breeding in there. It reminds quote. me of Ooh. Nemo with the guy that's like, like the little thing that eats... The, oh. the, the, the ocean off. Yeah, who eats the ocean off of Nemo? <laughs> I said no clean. He is clean. Voila. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite fish is the flat one that goes, oh, where'd you go? Where'd, where'd you go? go? Where'd you go? <laughs> no, I, I like Deb and Flo. Isn't it? Yes. I'm like, that's me. Huh? Deb and Flo. This is Flo. Oh, She's Saren, My sister. She's a little nuts. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Fred and George apparate in and scare the living daylights out of Hermione. I do like the movieism here. Mm. They do use Mrs. Weasley's line that is in the book, but they just like kind of flip flop things around. But this is Hermione pretty much tells them off for this. Um, but they say hi to Harry and they're like, we thought we heard your dulcet tones. You don't mm. want to bottle up your anger like that. Let it all out. There might be a couple of people 50 miles away who didn't hear you. <laughs> That's not bad advice, though. Mm-hmm. Comes out as a joke, but it's talk good. about it. Also, I love how in the movie, Harry's like not even yelling and they say this to him. No shouty capitals in the movie. Is there not? Not really. <laughs> yeah, he's not really that loud in the movie. He's just kind of. I can't remember. Know. It's been a little while. Not very really loud. I do love in the movie how they show like Harry opens the door and Hermione literally attacks him. It's like exactly how mm-hmm. I pictured it in the book. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So clearly the two of them have passed their apparition test because they are now of age. 
And Ron's like, you could have just taken the stairs. It would have been 30 more seconds. And I, I just like when we get a little bit of the Wizarding World with like normal quotes. So Fred goes, time and g- time is Galleon's little brother. You know what <laughs> makes me think of though? Like, do you remember? Like, I remember when I got my license and like, realistically, I could have walked around the block, but I was like, I could drive. Like, I drove my friend. <laughs> right. like, the day I got oh, my yeah. license, it's I like drove my friend thing. around the block, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> I also couldn't go far. My dad's like, I have no gas in the car. I'm like, cool. <laughs> I didn't have my license until I was 21. Yeah, I drove her around everywhere. I think I was the first of my friends to get my license. Like, Alex is, like, six months older than me. I was... She didn't get her until she was older as well. Not that old, but... Yep. Fun fact. Yep. So, the twins are like, listen, there's a major meeting down there. We're trying to hear with these extendable ears. And Ron's like, you know, if if mom finds out, she's literally going to go insane. And they're like, no, it's worth it. Um, and then <laughs> worth it, <laughs> worth it from the HP lexicon. Um, so the extendable ears are eavesdropping devices. One of Weasley's wizard wheezes. It looks like a piece of flesh colored strings. So One gross. end goes into your ear and then you command go. And the other end wriggles off to where a conversation's taking place. So it makes you be able to hear distant conversation. You know, if they wanted it to be even more secretive, they would have just like made it invisible right. or like, Ooh. Like a disillusionment charm. Mm-hmm. So it blends in. Fred and George, hire me. Well, George, hire me. George and Ron. Sad tweet. Hire me. So Ginny comes in, and I don't remember how she exactly acted towards Harry in the third book. I don't think we really got a lot of her, but she's like, she seems to you mean have the finally. Fourth book? Yep, the fourth book and the third. But she seems like, she seems pretty confident around Harry now. Like it's second year Ginny is definitely gone she's grown yeah exactly she's almost 14 exactly. this is when Ginny becomes cool yeah exactly like she comes in she's like hi and she's all bright and cheery to him um and she's like look extendable ears no use talks told her how to find out if they put in and hold on let me say this word word good start imperturbable <laughs> Oh, good. Mm. Charm. Imperturbable. Basically, you can't hear through it. <laughs> Say it ten times fast. Imperturbable. 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 <laughs> Notice I have not tried to even say it once. I know. <laughs> now, try it. Imperturbable. Nice. Hey. You make it a song, it's fun. Mm-hmm. So basically, if you chuck stuff at it and it can't make contact, contact then it's been imperturbed imperturbed so i like that tonks like told jenny this like clearly she's like well, if the kids can figure it out they should hear what's going on in the meeting so whatever i agree mm-hmm. like, I if they were doing these things from jump like you're asking for me to listen in on your conversation right like here's the thing kids are not dumb especially Correct. kids this age mm-hmm. and they know like they know voldemort is back Shouldn't you be wanting to prepare them the best that you could for their age, knowing what's happening? Maybe they're hoping that they're going to finish it before they need to be involved. Yeah, yeah. but but they're but such, they also should they're in the order. People are going after them. They know that that's a thing. Like, wouldn't you want uh, for me? I know. Like, it's not as if they're going off to war Mm -hmm. the war is there the Mm -hmm. war is active within them i would want them to at least be able to like protect themselves just what harry does with dumbledore's army teaching them spells that are necessary for survival well i guess they're just going to depend on harry this year now well all right but i wonder like how in real life 
because obviously I've never lived through anything where there's a war like in my where own. You're at, yeah. Yes. So I wonder like how they tell their kids. I mean, that's a horrible situation to be in. Sometimes you just have to talk to kids. I mean, I real agree. Talk. I agree. And I have to do that at work when they are living in serious situations. You just have to talk plain with them. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I'm because a very... they're, they're not living in a, in a child appropriate situation. Mm -hmm. If you're living through an adult situation, then you need to know how to survive at an adult level. Yeah. I completely agree. Um, it's just like a, it's, it's sad and scary that like people have to deal with it. You know what I mean? It's awful. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Talking to kids about things that you know that kids shouldn't be talking about is probably one of the worst feelings. And yeah. I bet you too, like you don't want to like make them grow up faster than they need no, to. And no, and in this world that we're living in today, I feel like probably every generation has said this: kids are growing up way too fast, and especially with the internet at their fingertips, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's scary. Yeah. Um, I know, like later on, because like I know Molly. I think with her, she's just trying to shield her kids because I, I she doesn't it's want anything to happen bad. with them. Yes, it's good and bad. Um, and like Harry's like, I want to know, I want to be a part of it. And like, you're not my mom kind of a thing. And Sirius is like, if he, both Sirius and Remus, oh, I've never called him that. Isn't that, it nice? That came out. I, it, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't bad. Oh. <laughs> um, they're both like, he, if he wants to be here, let him be here. Um, Cause realistically, I think if his parents were alive, they would have let him. Oh, uh, you know what? I don't know. James for sure would have let him in. I don't know about Lily. She Harry, might have. Harry wouldn't be as involved in the situation as he is now if James and Lily were, Lily were there, though. I mean, know? this is correct. So well, let's ju- let's just say Neville's the chosen one, and Voldemort's back anyway. I think that Harry would have wanted to be a part of it. I think James would have been like for sure, because think of them as kids. Like, I think, think of them as younger people. Yeah. I don't know if Lily would have been hundred percent like yes, but I don't think she would have yes. been like Molly. She, yes, exactly what I was going to say. But she I wouldn't be a Molly, but she definitely. Wouldn't I think be a she would have agreed to tell him information but like that's about it and only some information like then, probably yeah. even but a little then, like, bit James less than serious like, don't worry harry i'll tell you when she goes to bed right <laughs> so then like lily feels defeated and she's like oh my god whatever just tell him what you want to tell him yeah. and but, probably for the same reasons that i said like james would want him to be prepared i don't for sure i don't want to say like i don't think i don't think what molly does is completely wrong i think she's doing what she thinks is best for her kids because she doesn't as much as she doesn't want them to be hurt and doesn't want them to be a part of it like at the end of the day like she doesn't really get a choice and then we see the repercussions of war really in general not just specifically her family i i think she's just trying to protect herself and her kids um i mean which is idealistic but it doesn't always happen. You know All I mean? you can do in these types of situations is go with your gut and what you think is right and see where it goes from there. Yeah. 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 At the end of yeah. the day, what else are you going to do? Cause yes, they are kids, but like, these are if, the sort of situations too, that like yeah. form gener- generations, like generational stereotypes and whatnot, you know, like, yeah. Oh, well that's that generation had to, had to live through this war. So they learned these things at such a young age and X, Y, and Z, and it shapes who they are as people. And like, you know what well, I mean? I always think of like my grandma, my mom's mom had to live through like the great depression and everything. Right. Yeah. So where, did my grandma and the, they were acted different because of it. Well, like to the you. point where like my grandma, like literally 
like all the lights were turned off if you weren't using it you unplugged it like nothing was my like, gram had like hidden cash in the house well, because like, like you never like she just assumed that <clears throat> the stock market was gonna crash the banks were gonna yeah. like be out of money and she would have to just live off of her cash yeah. she literally kept a cash stash well like, my, we used to joke around that if my grandma could get behind the refrigerator she'd unplug that too like literally everything was unplugged in her house and like there are times where like i'm driving by something in the middle of the night and it's like a closed business but like a bunch of lights are on like do you really need that like you're wasting a lot of money um or even like you know taking showers like you were expected to be in and out in like under five minutes because she's like what are you washing like you don't need you're not that dirty i just want to stand in the hot water (laughs) speaking of uh dirty jenny was flicking dung bombs at the door (laughs) (laughs) Full back, turnaround. Back to the <laughs> Did Mundungus make these? Uh, maybe. His own personal brand. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> so Fred sighs and he's like, well, that's a shame. I really wanted to find out what Snape was up to. And Harry's like, whoa, wait, bless you. Sorry. What? Snape? <laughs> Harry was like, bless, bless you. you. Snape? <laughs> Snape. Severus Snape. Dumbledore! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I was um, I tried to think of his middle name and I was like, Severus Elaine Snape. I was like, wait, that's weird. Sleverus what? Sleverus? Sleverus? Did I say that? Oh, wait, not Elaine. Eileen. <laughs> <laughs> that random shit. <laughs> Why is this woman a curse on our podcast? I literally Welcome was to like, Seinfeld. I literally was like, uh, Elaine. Like. <laughs> All right, anyway, so Snape Elaine. He's giving a report, top secret, and Hermione's like, he's on our side now. Yeah. Is he? He is. He is, but Harry's not going to believe that. Lolly. Lolly. So we do find out that Bill and Ed are also on the order. I was like, Ed? <laughs> Charlie. Got I it. get it. I got you. Yeah, uh, this is the biggest crime that the movies ever did to us. Agreed. We want Sharon. Charlie. Oh, I thought that it was because they didn't cast Ed Sheeran. Bill got a desk job at home so he could work for the Order. He's also beginning quite cozy with one Fleur Delacour. Mm-hmm. Oh, getting cozy. She has a job mm-hmm. at Green Goth to improve her English. English. That did not sound like you were trying to do French accent. No, it did not. <laughs> That's how it was typed in the book. Okay. Just rain one Joe wrote. Uh, that can't do it either. Yeah. <laughs> Bonjour. Je m'appelle Fleur de la Cour. Ooh, baguette. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, baguette. Baguette. Oh, Bill Weasley. Yes. Oui, yes. oui. <laughs> J'adore Bill Weasley. <laughs> I love that. I apologize to anybody who's French. Also, the baguette thing was from Puffs. I wasn't was. just like making yes, fun of anybody. I apologize <laughs> to everyone listening. Yes. We're sorry. <clears throat> Where the heck love was yes. I? Oh, so Charlie stayed in Romania though because Dumbledore wants as many foreign wizards out as possible or but brought they, in as possible. Smart did move, they, dude. But did they get a lot of foreign wizards? Like no one. No one came to the Battle of Hogwarts, but no one. That was a. You have to think about that. <laughs> That was a... No one came to the birthday party. They didn't. That was a last minute battle that happened because that was Harry's decision to... Yeah, Harry sprung that on everybody. He really did. He was like, oh, we got to go to Hogwarts. That's where the last Horcrux is. Let's go. Mm -hmm. And then Hermione's like, wait, plan. What happens when we have a plan? (laughs) Sometimes you just have to go go be do, right? You Mm -hmm. have to go be do. Mm -hmm. And so that's... I mean, I don't know. I just don't think people were ready. I don't think people were. Are you ever prepared. really ready? 
I mean, you can you can prepare as much as you need to. But are you really ever really ready? No. You're not ready there for was, about what's going to happen to you. There is a lot of R's I just said. <laughs> so Harry asks, <laughs> couldn't Percy do that instead of Charlie? And <gasps> all of them exchange this really dark look. You said the P word. P word. Mm-hmm. All right, Chris Rankin. We Where are you your, at? We need Where your you help at? here. Yeah. So Ron says, whatever you do, don't mention Percy in front of mom and dad. Every time his name is brought up, Mr. Weasley breaks something and Mrs. Weasley starts crying. So apparently <sighs> Percy <laughs> Percy and Mr. Weasley got in a fight. And Fred says, I've never seen dad row with anyone like that. It's normally mom who shouts. So here's the lowdown. I have a question. Is it row or row? Because Jim Dale says row. Oh, I, I think row. it's row. No. I've never thought of that. Oh, I think it's row. I was listening to this. Row, like, row, row your ago. boat. <laughs> I just want to point out that, like, <laughs> comma, row, row, row your boat. <laughs> the title just keeps getting longer. Oh my god! What are you pointing, Meg? That this episode's not. I was gonna say that it's just like an especially important point to say that Rowl. Mr. Weasley yelled. Yeah. True. Mm-hmm. True, 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 true. Like, true. remember yeah. his reaction when Molly was like so mad that the boys took the flying took car, the car out and he was like, how did it go? Yeah. yeah like a different situation. I know, he's but into that. still. I will like, just say from my own personal experience, my father does not really ever yell. True. I can probably count on one hand in my 30 years of living. I'm almost 30. I shouldn't say 30 years. 29 and like 0.9. <laughs> I can count on one hand how many times my father's been like so angry he yells. It's terrifying. So I can f- know how they feel when they have the father that never yells. Mm-hmm. It's scary. It means he means business. And that's, it's like, it's so upsetting to the point where he's yelling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Naughty, naughty, Percy. So here's how it went. So Percy got a promotion the first week back from term. Hmm. And Harry's like, that's kind of weird. Like, It's super weird. His impression is that Percy didn't really make that great of, of a success at his first job. Mm-hmm. You at, know, the cause, at the mom. Because <laughs> he kind of hadn't noticed that Mr. Crouch was under the imperious curse slash didn't tell anybody like, hey, he's acting really, really weird. He kind of like had this, you know, Crouch was like, you, you know, you take over, you do the job. So Percy obviously was like, oh, like that's some power. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Run around with it and not ask questions. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm just going to be like Chris Rankin's voice of reason here and give a reason as to why Percy didn't question his promotion. Do it. He do is it. so ambitious and so eager for some sort of recognition because he has serious middle child syndrome that he just embraced it with open arms and didn't even think to question it. He was like, oh, my God, I got a raise. I can't wait to tell my parents about it and have them be proud yeah. of me. Yeah, he mm-hmm. And then that. they yeah. weren't. Yeah. He, like, needs he that. He needed Molly to boost him up like right. she had always done. Yep. And mm-hmm. that's, yeah. And then he came home to a sad tweet because they were probably really upset about mm-hmm. it because it's the ministry mm-hmm. and it went completely opposite direction mm-hmm. and it probably crushed him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for well, sure. Well, I wondered too, like, if this had happened like a year ago, his parents would probably have been very happy oh, for yeah, him. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, Any other time they would have been. I mean, it was clearly for spying. But also, Percy's very much like the ministry's always right, authority's yeah. always right. And that's which how is they not knew, the case. That's how the minister knew that he could use Percy Correct. to spy on the family but no jokes on you they're not talking (laughs) i will say i don't care for how he treated his mother i'm sorry 
or oh. his dad. Just just wait. Just wait. I mean, we, I just like you don't slam the door in your mother's face. We, we like, can pick fault. Get out. With every single character. Yeah, true. Not me. I'm perfect. Human. <laughs> I'm not human. So here comes Percy. He comes home. He's really pleased. He tells his dad that he's been offered a position in Fudge's own office. It's a really good job for someone who's just a year out of Hogwarts. He would be junior assistant to the minister. That's Was that a position created just for him? I wonder. I would, uh, I would, I would think doubt yes. It. And I want to say the clue right there is this is a really good job for someone only a year out mm-hmm. of Hogwarts, a.k.a. Someone impressionable. There's right. a reason why this is happening. He's also thinking like, oh, my gosh, like no one gets me. I don't. I Here's the thing. Maybe it, <clears throat> I think that the junior assistant to the minister has always been in a position, but maybe they opened it up a second one for him. You know what I mean? Like, because he's like, or no one ever gets his job. promoted whoever Correct. was junior to open up that position. Maybe he's assistant to the junior assistant. <laughs> okay, Dwight. <laughs> um, I want to say what Tam said in the Discord chat. She said, it's so naive, but there are many Percy's in the world even now. Yes. People who don't believe in corruption. They can't fathom Correct. that people employed to help would be corrupt. Correct. And that just shows that Percy's. He he wants to believe in the good, I guess. Well, right? he just thinks that like, it is oh, it's the ministry. Like they 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 want everything to be good. Why they want they the good things. They it's want like everybody. Good. It's like everybody following the Daily Prophet right now too, and mm-hmm. just believing and eating right. up every word mm-hmm. that they say. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, and yeah. like it, that's going on now with a lot of things too. It's mm-hmm. like you could yep. pick it. It's in a common every thing. Every generation. <clears throat> yep. So he expects his mom and dad to be all impressed, but. So apparently Fudge has been going around and checking to see at the ministry who had contact with Dumbledore. So Dumbledore's name is Mud at the ministry. They all think he's just making trouble about Voldemort being back. And Fudge made it clear anyone in league with him can clear out their desks. And Arthur already is suspected by Fudge because Fudge already thinks he's kind of weird for like his muggle obsession that he has. And so Arthur thinks Fudge only wants Percy in his office because he wants to use him to spy on the family and Dumbledore. <laughs> Except I put spit. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, like, on Perfe- Percy's behalf, like, Perfe- that is... Perfe- <laughs> what's happening? That is kind of, like, crushing when, like, if Arthur literally says, like, he only wants you because of A, B, and C, like, to get to know more about us and about me, like... It was all around. It's almost like saying... Just yeah. so disappointing. It's just something... Just to, something to think... Yeah. We need in, Chris. In good, good light to Percy. We're like, we need Chris. You know, he's just been told, like, they only want you because right. they want to know more about me right. and about us and about mm-hmm. our stuff. Like, they don't want you for you. Like, what do you think? I'm they not don't good want enough? you for you. I think it's important yeah. to point out that Molly and Arthur probably didn't go about talking to Percy the way that they should have. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, because when, you, when you're in the heat of the moment, things, I mean, in the heat of the moment, they probably were just like, Oh my God! They offered you a position in Fudge's office, it and it was like one of those them. moments where, like, they looked, they locked eyes, they got terrified, and they're like, "Honey, no." Yeah, you know, like. Yeah. But but then at the same, no. they were like, <laughs> but they the, only want you. But at the same time, it's like Percy in his mind is just like, "Oh my God, I got this promotion! I'm so excited!" And then like to be told, "Well, you probably really wouldn't have gotten a promotion if." Fudge didn't want to spy on us. Sorry. Yeah. Because, but like at the end of the day, Percy probably should have realized that he shouldn't have gotten a promotion based on his performance the last year. But he's also, but he's just craving it. Yeah. He's so close minded when it comes to that. He's like, he's got tunnel vision. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 
So then I'm going to read from the book. So Percy went completely berserk. He said, well, he said loads of terrible stuff. He said he's been having to struggle against dad's lousy reputation ever since he joined the ministry and that dad's got no ambition. And that's why we've always been, you know, not had a lot of money. Mm. And Harry's like flabbergasted that this was even said. And Ron continues. He says, I know. And it got worse. He said dad was an idiot to run around with Dumbledore, that Dumbledore was heading for big trouble and dad was going to go down with him and that he, Percy, knew where his loyalty lay and it was with the ministry. And if mom and dad were going to become traitors to the ministry, he was going to make sure everyone knew he didn't belong to our family anymore. And he packed his bags that same night and left. He's living here in London now. And Harry thinks, sure, Percy's like my least favorite of Ron's brothers, but I could never imagine him saying these things to Mr. Weasley. So Harry's like, but Percy, like, he has to know that Voldemort's back. He's not stupid. He has to know that his mom and dad wouldn't risk everything without proof. And Ron's like, well, your name kind of got dragged into it, too. Percy says the only evidence is your word, and he doesn't think that's good enough. And Harry's like, the light bulb goes off. He's like, oh, he takes the Daily Prophet seriously. Dun, dun, dun. <coughs> well, Harry doesn't know what the Daily Prophet's saying right. at this point. True. Wasn't right. it? Um, oh, that out. Was it well, Hermione that said it? I think it? Hermione was the one right, that right, said right, it, right. but also, like, he knows that he wasn't talked about <coughs> greatly during... Goblet of Fire. <laughs> Correct. <you>. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um... I don't know. It just makes me sad when, like, they view we Weasley Arthur is like, well, he has no ambition. Yada da da. I don't know. I would rather be with like someone like he's doing what he loves, and I'd rather have a happy dad than someone that's doing mm-hmm. a job just to mm-hmm. make a lot of money. For sure. Yeah. Unfortunately, not everybody thinks that way. Correct. So let's talk about my section. So Star Wars, guys. um harry had no idea what they were talking about because he's only been looking at the front page of the paper because he's thinking dude if Voldemort comes back he's going to be making front page news easy peasy lemon squeezy Uh, (coughs) he never thought that they would be mentioning him him being harry um a few times a week and that he wouldn't see it i mean obviously because he didn't he was only reading the front cover and hermione's like dude read the paper duh um, and they basically have been slipping his name in kind of like a running joke. So um, they being like the journalists and people writing in the paper. I don't know if I'd call them journalists because y'all are lying. Um, tell him. Well, I don't. I shouldn't say. I shouldn't even say that. They tell him that it's um, actually pretty nasty, like what they've been writing. Just kind of compounding on the things that Rita had been saying during the tasks last year in school. Um, but Rita herself, we know, is not writing anything about him. She's kept her promise. And then um, not that Hermione has given her a choice to keep her promise about keeping Harry's name out of the paper. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, they've been writing Harry as if he is some deluded child who wants fame and glory in his name in everyone's mouth. And he wants them to uh, worship him because, you know, he's the chosen one. Duh. Duh. But I am um, the chosen one. <laughs> Harry doesn't want really any of the attention or the worship. And Hermione's like, we know this. Like, I know this. But Fudge is having this paper, um, and this is what she's suspecting, that Fudge is having the paper do this so they can really undercut and discredit Harry and Dumbledore. Um, 
He doesn't want the public to believe either one of them and think that the Dark Lord is back. Fudge and the paper are focusing on Harry being a sensational person to deflect on the truth and to make himself feel better. And then this is from the book. It says, they want to turn you into somebody nobody will believe. Fudge is behind it. I'll bet anything. They want wizards on the street to think you're just some stupid boy who's a bit of a joke, who tells ridiculous tall stories because he loves being famous and wants to keep it going. And Harry's like... I don't want any of this to be famous because Voldemort killed his parents and to um, try to kill him, but he didn't die. He'd rather really just have his parents back. And like, wouldn't people think that like, wouldn't they think that he would rather have his parents alive than have to deal with any of this? Um, And I literally was like, or are they just dumb? Um, And then obviously Harry's friends are like, we know that like, we get it. We know what you're going like. Yeah. 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 Tiffany. Well, it's really quote great on the part of the daily prophet for doing this for so long and building their case against harry because you know they're slowly it's not just like front page news harry potter Mm -hmm. he's a nutter right it's slowly putting these little tidbits in here and you're getting into people's subconscious so Mm -hmm. when they see harry or hear about him and they're like oh well he's you know he's like off his rocker right yeah Yeah. i think too that like it's it's kind of interesting that the prophet is doing this now before they've even really been infiltrated by Voldemort. And it just like sets it up so easy for Voldemort to just take, take over, over from behind the scenes yeah. and get his little puppets. Yeah. I mean, he already has puppets in there. Yeah, but I don't think that he has that many. And at this point, it's really just like fudge doing this. Yeah. Like, fudge no, no, this, no, this is fudge. But <laughs> like, like the Death Eaters that are already in there, um, like what's his face? at the uh, Department of Mysteries. He's probably like, yeah, this is great. Let's I think, think about this. it's just important to point out like the <laughs> ignorance of oh, yeah. the yes. ignorance of Fudge yes. is setting Voldemort up for success with the ministry. Think about this. Think of the little death guys, right? They're sure. all at their little death dude meeting, right? They're all sipping coffee by like the little thing, you know, and they're like, Fudge is such an idiot. Look at that dumb guy over there. He's making our job easy. Honestly. We'll just sip coffee all day. He's doing all the hard work for us. And then once we get to step into place, we're just going to continue. Gonna and he really already easy. has that ball rolling down the hill. And we're just going to go along with I it. I mean, the mm-hmm. fact that he like appoints Dolores Umbridge, like how, how I mean, easy. She's not a death that? eater, but she's certainly no, a sympathizer. For sure. She's I mean, so she cool. runs like the muggle born registry in she'd Deathly Hollows. A, she'd be a clutch death eater. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why isn't she one? Do we know? Mm-hmm. Did Voldemort's like, even you're a little too evil for me. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you? No. <laughs> I don't know. I, maybe he thought that he didn't need her. She was doing just or as well maybe, by herself. Maybe he's a little bit of a sadistic person. He's like, you would like it too much. And I thrive on making people unhappy. So you're not allowed. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, know. but look at Bellatrix. Yeah, but I think that's a whole different situation. Well, you know what I mean? That's true. like a, you give me a baby, I'll give you what you want kind of thing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, so like, you know, the, it is slowly getting people to disagree with Harry and, and um, you know, you see that nowadays where like you have one false story and it goes rampant. On the internet. Although the, the, there are times they didn't have the internet like we do now. 
It's crazy. Sometimes it's really funny when I've seen people like there was a picture from Tropic Thunder that like people were posting and it was like, if you don't share this picture of these veterans, blah, blah, blah. Oh and one God. of the nurses I used to work with <laughs> posted it and someone commented like, this is a picture from a movie. She's like, oh, I see it now. <laughs> Literally jaw drop. That's insane. Yeah. Um, so oh boy. Hermione then goes on to tell Harry that the paper really hasn't reported anything about the Dementor tax um, and that somebody probably Fudge wants to keep that all quiet and that it really should have been a huge story and they haven't reported anything about Harry breaking the international statute of secrecy which also is like a big deal you know what I mean like that's actually with I like mean, the narrative they've been building I, w- mm. I should say this in the in the grand aspect of Harry just in general doing magic in front of a muggle, big deal. Him doing it in front of Dudley, to me, not a big deal. Dude's yeah. known about magic for however many years, it's right? It's different yeah. when it's like a muggle that isn't family that yes. would know, yeah. you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. But they're treating it like it was some random well, muggle and I think on the I think it's more so like they're like, ooh, we can Whatever get him for this get, and yeah, like right? we're going to run with it. Yeah. Um, and Hermione's like, it's kind of, it says basically, it's kind of odd that like they aren't saying anything about you breaking the statute of secrecy because that would really go right along with the, the Harry, the paper is trying to portray, um, in the media and all these things. Um, <clears throat> you know, cause you know, Harry thinks he's famous. She's like the best. Worship me. Where's my chocolates and my grapes that you can hand feed me. Thank you. <sighs> Um, <laughs> and so Hermione thinks that they're just kind of biding their time until Harry is undoubtedly expelled from Hogwarts to really take Harry to town and really have a ton of news about it. Like yeah. he did some magic in front of a muggle and now he ain't allowed to go back to school. Voldemort who? He's not back. What? Um, so Harry wanted to change the subject cause he's like, I'm done talking about it. And really just, uh, as that was happening, he heard some footsteps coming up the stairs so Fred and George pop out of the room quickly and Mrs. Weasley comes in telling them that the meeting is over and dinner is ready for them to eat. So get down there is what she said. And I'm kidding. She didn't say it. <laughs> um, and then she's like, also like who there's a bunch of dung bombs. Like who left those by the kitchen door and Ginny without like breaking Dude, a sweat, whatever. It's like, Oh, Crookshanks. <laughs> Sorry. Always got to blame it yeah. on the cat. And then Mrs. Weasley. That's thought a that- very cat thing to do. It is. I feel like that's also like youngest child to do. Like I'm gonna do something and blame it on like the cat. It was a dog. It was Bridget. What? It wasn't me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) and she like makes a comment. Mrs. Weasley makes a comment like, "Oh, maybe I thought it could have been creature." And she's like, "He keeps doing odd things like that." And then she sends them down to dinner, but she also sends Ginny to go wash her hands. Um, but I wonder like. Has Ginny been like blaming Creature for doing weird things or is he really doing weird <laughs> I things? I thought the same thing when I, I was it. Or is it a little bit of both? It's probably a little bit of both. Creature's not used to having people in the house. So he's probably like all those odd things that you do like by mm-hmm. yourself when you think nobody's looking. He's probably trying to get out of that habit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I hope I hope Ginny's doing some weird stuff like that. It would make me giggle. Um, but she also reminds them to keep their voices down in the hallway. <clears throat> so Harry's kind of now left alone with Ron and Hermione. They really haven't like left the room yet. Um, and um, they kind of want to talk to Harry. And um, this is from the book. It says, look, he muttered, but Ron shook his head and Hermione said quietly, we knew you'd be angry, Harry. We really don't blame you, but you've got to understand. We did try and persuade Dumbledore. 
Yeah, I know, said Harry grudgingly. I like to think that was a very good reading of that little section. Yeah, good job. You're welcome. Good job. Good job. Good yeah, job. You're Pat great. myself on the back. Um, <laughs> and so again, Harry wants to change the subject. And so he's like, uh, who's this creature you speak of? And so basically, he's a house elf. He lives there. Ron thinks he's another. Hermione disagrees. Big shock. Um, according to Ron, his life's <laughs> ambition is to have his head stuck up on the wall like his mom's. Um, that's also real sad. Yeah. And the Hermione's like, well, he is a bit strange. Um, and then we know here that she's still going strong with her spew or the Society for the Promotion of Elfish Welfare. What's even more disturbing about the heads on the wall, it's not like they wait for the elf to pass. They behead them when they're too old to carry tea trays. Mm. I don't know if you remembered that or not. Forgot till right now. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. It's I mean, messed up. They probably yes. think, they think of them as like animals. So like, you know. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you put people down when they can't do, not people. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait she's asleep Whoops. i mean don't they do that like we're like with yeah with animals, animals like they're not doing if their what quality of life is not yeah, yeah but is their quality I, no, of not, life bad because they can't carry a I, I wasn't even gonna say quality of life but like they're not <laughs> doing like they can't pull the cart anymore or like they can't oh, like yeah. do the job that they're supposed so, to i'm not saying that this is all uh, elves are be what what's their um in fantastic beasts they're what they're rating yeah they're not not like fantastic. danger dangerous rating but like, like what are they, they called yeah what are they classified classified as i'm not sure because they're not creatures creatures right creatures are the creatures, one- not a creature right I, I don't know i don't know creatures are the ones that are more oh, like shnikes. like a dog or a cat or something like this I don't know. Because they're, you know, <laughs> they have brains that operate brains. like humans. I feel would. like they'd be kind of categorized wherever goblins are categorized. Yeah. Which is know. not really on wizard level because they it's don't not. have the same rights. It, neither to house elves. So it's probably. Even though house elf magic yeah. is like way better. Better than wizarding magic. They're never <laughs> identified as beings in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, though presumably they are. This is from the Wikia. They're not even in there? No, they're not not in the book. Not they're the big, not in not, the, they're not in there. No, are I mean, goblins in there? I don't there? think so. I don't think either one of them are. Like, are you talking about the illustrated? Yeah, book? I'm talking I about don't that. Think so, really, isn't there a book down here? It's on the shelf. It's too far. Um, <laughs> this is what the wikia says: a house elf is a magical being which is immensely devoted and loyal to the one designated to their master house elves serve witches and wizards and are usually found under the employment of old wizarding families taking residence in elaborate establishments like mansions and must do everything their masters command unless they are freed a house elf can only be freed when their masters present them with clothes uh and then they also mentioned that dumbledore told them to be kind to him um Mm, foreshadowing foreshadowing super foreshadowing foreshadowing to the point where i always think about the fact that sirius is like you should always look at how people treat their inferiors and you ain't nice to creature dude Mm -hmm. um so i googled creature to see what the internet would tell me about him Mm -hmm. um guys he's a house elf oh okay Um, what and so from the lexicon another fun fact he was almost omitted from the movies but jk rowling was like no he's important to the last stuff like keep him in and yeah they didn't even sh- do that much with him in the last one Ugh. okay <laughs> um the hood's up 
<laughs> so creature, this is from the lexicon, was an aged army. house elf whose family served the black family for generations. He was devoted to Sirius Black's mother who died in 1985. Hmm. Um, so yeah, 10 years. Um, but whose portrait still shrieks orders from the wall of the front hall. Gotta we don't know her. that yet. Um, he continued yeah. to live there after her death, although he did not do much upkeep in the years before Sirius Black offered the house of the Order of the Phoenix to use for the headquarters, an action which Crusher resented greatly. He was also very rude to members of the Order of the Phoenix and residents and tried to stop them from throwing away the many dark items with which the house was filled, even going so far as to rescue some objects. Um, Sirius treated his creature disrespectfully, though Dumbledore advised others to be tolerant. Um... Do you think that they wanted to omit Creature because they didn't want to pay for the CGI of him? Guaranteed. They didn't want... Or they thought it might be a Peeves situation. Mm. Mm -hmm. But they already done Dobby. Yeah. And he looked fine. Yeah. Um, And there's also an article on the Wizarding World that's um, in defense of Creature. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I like Creature. Same. Yeah, he's all right. Right now he's a little bit racist, but he gets better. I, got better. <laughs> I don't know if I say he gets better with his racism, but he does good things later. Later being the operative word. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it basically is like, it starts with like, let's imagine for a moment that you're a subservient member of a cult. The cult might be a bit peculiar. I sort of said that word weird with some certainly eccentric practices, but it's your cult. You love it. Plus you live for an extremely long time. So you see the cult flourish through the generations and gain extraordinary power. One day, every in the, everyone in that cult is sent to Azkaban or dies and you're left to molder in the cult's HQ for 10 years without seeing anyone or hearing any other ideas than the ones you've been taught for decades. Then suddenly the disgraced son of the biggest cheese in the cult returns to the HQ and starts ordering you around and invites people in who you deem to be against everything you've ever learned. Worst of all, he expects you to free to feed them, clean up after them and be in all ways a slave to these wizards who are in your opinion, filthier than the rags you use to mop the floor. Um, you are starved for love. Even your ostracized new master is working. Nope is worth trying to please, but he seems to despise you and disregards you entirely when he isn't issuing orders or flinging you bodily, flinging you bodily out of the room. You are angry. You are a strong loyalty, feel a strong loyalty to a situation long past and people long dead. This is more or less the position creature finds himself in when he meets, when we meet him in Harry Potter and the order of the Phoenix left alone for too long in, um, Sirius Black's ancestral home at 12 Grimwald place with all manner of dark objects, not to mention a cheerful display of his ancestors, severed heads creature has gone baddie. Um, I'm not going to read the rest of the article this long, but too true. We're going to, we, this ain't the last we're going to see this dude. Nope. <clears throat> so the trio then go to like, you know, eat some grub, but they halt in the hallway to see if they can hear the people that are still downstairs in the hallway that haven't left yet. Um, and even like friend George have their ears down there to like listen, but it's short lived because then they're leaving. So they don't hear anything. Um, but they're whispering in the hallway and Hermione reminds them to keep quiet guys. Whisper. Okay. Whisper. So Mrs. Weasley asks Harry to tiptoe. <laughs> no, <laughs> I won't do that to you guys. So Mrs. Weasley asks Harry to tiptoe around the tippity corner. Tippity tap? Tippity tap their toes. They're going to tap dance down the hallway. Now that would be loud. It would be. So they're going to use their soft shoes. 
around the <laughs> corner. Um, and then there's a crash and a bang. Not really. It's just a big crash. And it seems that Tonks has tripped on the umbrella stand. Now, don't yell this. And not for the first time, it seems. Mm-hmm. She is apologizing for making so much noise. There is an ear-splitting, blood-curdling screech. Don't, don't actually scream it. I won't yell. Good thing Shouty Capitals is over now. Yeah, really. So do you wonder why they like don't just like move the umbrella stand out of the way? What if it like magics itself back? <laughs> it it is it a foot. So like so you can knock it over, but <laughs> like, eventually it'll like magic its way like all the way back. That's funny. But also it's like supposed to be by the door anyways. Because it's an umbrella stand. Yeah. When you come inside, you put your umbrella in the umbrella stand. I know, but if Tonks keeps doing it. There's always money in the umbrella stand. It's insanity to keep doing the same thing over and over again and expect a different result. Yeah, but she also thinks that she won't trip. So. The moth-eaten velvet curtains Harry had passed earlier had flown apart, but there was no door behind them. For a split second, Harry thought he was looking through a window, a window behind which an old woman in a black cap was screaming and screaming as though she was being tortured. Then he realized it was simply a life-size portrait, but the most realistic and the most unpleasant he had ever seen in his life. The old woman was drooling. Her eyes were rolling. The yellowing skin of her face stretched taut as she screamed, and all along the hall behind them, the other portraits awoke and began to yell too. So that Harry actually screwed up his eyes at the noise and clapped his hands over his ears. What's your question? So this portrait, obviously, it's of her in the house that she was once living in. So I think first, why would you have a portrait of yourself drooling and eyes rolling and stuff? That seems like really, really strange. I wonder if her portrait changes based on who's around like mm, there's mm, mm. quote mud bloods and filth and whatever so i wonder what would happen if it was like if the malfoy family were to like stand there i wonder if it would be like pristine yeah, yeah probably i like that yeah i like that as well you're welcome so <laughs> <coughs> lupin and molly are trying to like pull the curtains oh, back not remus anymore i it's because i wrote lupin <laughs> Remus and Molly were trying to pull the curtains back, covering the screaming portrait, but really she just got louder. Um, and then she pulled out her clawed hands, like almost like she was trying to get through the portrait and scratch them. Scratch them. Um, and, you know, she continued to yell not so nice things. So here are some things that she yelled. Filth, scum, byproducts of dirt and villainous. <laughs> Half-breeds, mutants, freaks, be gone from this place. How dare you befoul the house of my father? That sounded like the end of, like, um, like as seen on TV commercial where they're like, oh, yeah. Like all these side effects. So Tonks is apologizing again and again. While she's getting the umbrella stand back up, which, you know, happened to be a troll leg. And it's probably a genuine troll leg. Oh, yeah, for sure. Genuine troll leg. Replica. (laughs) (laughs) Like this. Um, (laughs) And Molly uh, didn't try to close the curtain anymore. She was like, I'm over it. So she's stunning all the other portraits just by giving her a dazzling smile. Just kidding. Um, So that they would all be silent. She just needed some what's-his-face to come back. But, you know, he can't remember his name anyways either. Um, to, to smile at the portraits, to stun them into silence. Mm-hmm. 
And then there comes a dude, right? He's got long black hair, yelling at the portrait to shut up and calling it an old, horrible old hag. And the screaming lady didn't care for it. I don't care for that all. much, good sir. And she says, you! She hobbled, her eyes popping at the sight of the man. Blood traitor, abomination, shame of my flesh. <laughs> Talk about overdramatic. <laughs> and he and Lupin were finally able to get their curtain closed. Except it's not their curtain, it's her curtain. I mean, I guess Sirius is, gets his curtain too. <laughs> so lo and behold, the long black haired dude is none other than Sirius Black. What? He's hey. back in the picture, but not for long. Oh. Uh, Harry's godfather. And the woman in the portrait is his mother. Mm, his dear mom. Mommy dearest. All I can think of. Oh, why No filthy mudbloods is all what I she's can, saying. All I can think of is how you read that and how it's the end of a commercial. Blood traitor. Abomination. Shame of my flesh. <laughs> Magic not included. I would like to read the last sentence of this chapter. Hello, Harry. He said grimly. Except that didn't sound grimly. <laughs> Hello, Hello, Harry. Harry. Hello, Harry. He said grimly. I see you've met my mother. How <laughs> Harry met his mother. <laughs> When Harry met his mom. <coughs> All right. Here's some lightning bolt round question. Oh, pew, man. Pew, what pew, was pew. mine? Gabrielle pew, says, pew, 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 did you guys prefer Judy over Moody? I mean, Judy did a great job at playing Moody, and we spent an entire year with Judy and grew mm. to like him. Yeah. I'm going to say I like the real Moody because he's even more paranoid now, and he talks about buttocks. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I think I like the real Moody. Yeah, Moody, Moody, Moody. The actual real life Moody, 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 Moody. Judy. I think I'm a Judy fan. She's a Judy. Only because like he's a David little like you're it. a little too paranoid and I need you to not. I can see that. Yeah, I can see but that. But also like Moody's a cool dude. So. Judy did do a great job. Also, yeah. let's Moody. talk about David Tennant. Am I right? Okay, but the yeah. tongue thing. Yeah. Except that I don't do the tongue thing. Oops. <laughs> 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 Uh, Vinny asks, how anxious do you think Ron was being able to have some quality time with Hermione this summer? Quality time. Honestly, he was probably a hot mess, and that's why Fred and George got him that book, like, how to get, like, oh, oh, get yeah. along for yeah. sure. I read about that. <laughs> the ladies, or the people you like. That's sweet of them as brothers, though. What is that called? Something witches. How to charm... Witches get stitches. <laughs> it's something about like how to charm the witches in your life or something like that. Charming your cheese. Well, obviously he doesn't do a great job of it. Well, he he gets on with it later. He gets around. To Gabrielle, it. but yeah, sorry, it had to have been bananas for him. And that's friend George are probably like, they're like, oh, do you think that bro, like you need help? Let's yeah. let's have an honest and frank conversation about Jenny and Hermione. Do you think that they were like laughing like Ron did this today and? She's like, she's blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like, girl talk about Ron. Ginny yeah, was laughing at Ron. And Hermione was like, oh, I feel bad, though. But and she then would, like, Ginny was probably like, also <laughs> was like, but he doesn't like me. So it's whatever. That's right. something I would And yeah. then Ginny would be like, uh-huh, sure. Yeah. Let Gin- me tell you, Hermione. Ginny knew what was up. For sure. Ginny's the bomb. That Book Ginny is the bomb. Oh, it's true. Kate. Bonnie Wright's cool. <laughs> Katie smiles. But not Bonnie Wright. Judy Katie Weasley. smile. <gasps> Gabrielle. Smile a while for me. You Katie. Stop. 
You nut. Twelve fail-safe ways to charm witches. Thank you, Ethan. See, I thought it was charming. Do your they cheese. have one to charm wizards? Because Sasa needs it. Send that to Sasa. <laughs> Gabrielle asks, "Do you think Dumbledore should have at least told Harry, hey, trust me, this summer I won't be able to tell you things for a few reasons, but soon things will make sense yes. before the summer.' Yeah, it would have. It would have yes. helped so much. Yep." Could have, shoulda, woulda. I honestly coulda, just shoulda, it would have eased his I don't mind. think he it just, would've... I just don't think he thought of it. I know. This is not the kind of guy that Dumbledore is. poopy. It is poopy. Nope. I don't like What did Emily it. say? It's the Dungy. biggest poop dipe. <laughs> Emily said, when does Voldy turn all pale and lose his nose and get nasty feet? At what point did he become more inhuman than man? Did he only look like that when he was reborn, or did he look like that during his first reign of power? No, or did no. he become he less human each time he made a horcrux? Correct. Yeah, yeah, that last so I, one. So I believe yeah. that like he left between the times where he was asking to be, mm-hmm. I almost said a judge, mm-hmm. he didn't ask to be a judge, but to be a teacher at Hogwarts. He started to change. Correct. Like He was almost unrecognizable the second time he around was, he came back. Yeah, because he'd made horcruxes, well, right? He was mm-hmm. still he had that air of someone who had once been handsome, I think is what Joe says. Um, but there was a definite change. And I kind of like to think like head canon is like every time one Horcrux spell was complete, one big defining feature would change within yeah. him. Well, I, I think agree. that it takes a lot out of you physically and mentally to make a mm-hmm. horcrux. And I think too, with the, the rebirthing spell mm. is that like, you aren't going to come back as like a physically whole person. Like, cause you're he's not, got snake eyes. Yeah. He's got this, like, this is not, you know, mm-hmm. I, l- I want them to simultaneously, simultaneously happen. Yes, dear. Which Horcrux made him lose his nose? I was just going to say, do you think he made a Horcrux and he was like, oh, the nose? Of all why? things, why But did he nose? lose the nose before being reborn? Puff, 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 puff cup. Because you can't smell food anymore. Oh, mm. yep, that's it. But legit, <laughs> did, he, did he have a nose I was going to say well, when Slytherin's he, locket because it made him more snake-like. It's possible. When he was walking up to the Potter's house on Halloween, he thought about removing his, or the kid got scared <sighs> when he saw what was underneath the hood. So it's possible that the nose, nose was gone or the eyes were red at that time. Because I'm True. thinking, like, what if, like, when you're, like, cooking something, this is how I'm thinking. Sure. And you you take, like, I don't know, um, take, like, spaghetti sauce. So you have the sauce, right? Mm. And You're going to make me not want to eat spaghetti no, anymore. All I'm, no, no, no. <laughs> all I'm thinking is, like, Take half of that, and that's what baby, the like being reborn, like that's what that is. It's like half of that original sauce. So half of or, like original full Voldemort. Now he's in that form where it's half of fifty percent tomato, right? And the rest is <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Alfredo. So like no, like just in general. Do you get what I'm saying? Like I wish I had a piece of sauce. But then, so then, we, so like. He, What's happening? Don't draw me a picture. Each time that he <laughs> he makes a horcrux, he's he turns tomato. more into a vodka sauce. So he's one hundred percent tomato. Are you trying then to do math with spaghetti? Then he's eighty. Sure, then he's seventy. All this stuff, right? So okay. By the time he is in the stage at the in the fourth book, where he's like the little baby that's going to get yeah. tossed into uh-huh. the sauce. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> he's fifty. <laughs> he's fifty percent tomato. 
That's all he is. He's just tomato. And he's adding all those other things in there. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? So in order to make him 100%, he's this percent tomato. Do you get what I'm saying? I don't know what you're trying to explain to me. <laughs> that the that sauce like, is getting diluted. He's less human. He's less human. When did that come up, though? Why are you talking about that? <laughs> we were talking about what... But what I'm saying, like, physically, like... Whatever else Sarah trying to still be serious about this analogy. <laughs> do you get do you understand what I mean though? Why is spaghetti? That why his name is Tom. I'm thinking tomato like, wise. It's easy for me to correlate. I would think of like pizza or pizza. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, you like, can't do the analogy with no, pizza. No, no, no. You can't make something else. It for doesn't pizza. work with pizza. Do you get what I'm saying? So like he's Tiffany. Like why are, here we go. Here we go. Why are we trying to start with black coffee? Sure. Then you add in sugar, okay, and it changes the taste. Sure. Then you I'm add in creamer, taste. and it changes the look of it. So it is totally different from the black coffee. I get that, but that's all it is. But why no, are I'm, you trying to no, tell me what I'm saying for for every time he makes a Horcrux, he's a little less human. He's physically taking chunks of himself, yeah. chunks of tomato, hundred percent human, and then he's eighty. 70, okay. 60. So now he's 50% so now, tomato. At the beginning of Goblet of Fire, he's 50% tomato. Just human, right? Wing. So, like, as of this point, he's just condensed. He's a condensed human. He's Get what like I'm saying? Condensed milk. <laughs> no, condensed tomato soup. And you he just okay. had a water. So, like, he's, he's not, like, physically, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> gonna be my This pants. doesn't sound organic. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? But I don't know why we're talking about it. Because we're Cause talking. That just makes, that's how I'm thinking, like, okay. cooking-wise. Right. It makes sense to me. Oh, okay. We've been talking for two and a half hours. <laughs> about tomatoes. <laughs> this episode is certified 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, my God. 14% okay. certified fresh. Oh, let's give next, me Katie, a question. Why don't you ask another question? All right, from Keen. So um, they were speaking, they asked this question when we were talking about the Daily Prophet being like um, just rumor filled and not reporting the correct stuff. And they said, Have you ever read a paper like that? Oh, I'm sure we do. Yeah. I'm sure mm-hmm. all of your papers like every that. day. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not a newspaper anymore. It's just websites. True. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm sure every paper. Kids, don't everywhere. get your news from Facebook. Nope. Oh, gosh. Here's yeah, the nope. thing. Read if you read a story, and this is something I do because I don't believe anything I read. No. I try to find like sources or other things that like just don't. Even if you are like, um, if you are believe one way in like the media and the life or whatever, like also like just see what other people are saying. It's nice to be a, have a well rounded story because everyone that writes is going to write from their perspective, regardless of if they're trying to be biased or not. Even if it's but ninety percent like, of uh, journalism is biased. That's what I'm saying. All of like everyone's yeah. writing with the bias, yeah. no matter if they're trying to or not. Right. Yep. Um, Tam asks if you were Dumbledore, how would you manage how much Harry would know? I honestly, I think a lot of it could have been fixed by Dumbledore simply just saying, trust "Harry, me. I can't tell you a lot of things. Mm. I know it's frustrating. Please trust me." End of conversation. Stick out your yeah. hand like Aladdin. Yeah, I right? genuinely just think he did, he didn't think of that. To uh, like, I think Dumbledore—that's the like, way he operates. Yeah. yeah. Vinny asks, "How could Dumbledore have handled it worse?" By left, not even left him at getting, Drive yeah. after the attack. 
Yeah. Yeah. Not letting, like, not even letting people watch him. Mm. You know? It could have been a lot worse. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Just, you know, having Harry lay in that bed and being like, you know, uh, Vada Kedavra, bye. Ooh. Vinny says, but when has that ever worked with Harry? And I'm going to say, that is true. <laughs> telling Harry, hey, I can't tell you something, like, trust me. I think that it would have been different coming from... he does tell him that at the end of five anyway. I think I it would have felt from- different coming from Dumbledore yeah. as opposed to Hermione and Ron. Yes. Right. And I think that, not like, yes, it would have frustrated Harry. Like, I'm not going to pretend that it wouldn't have. But at least he would know that there's, like, a plan in action yeah. and that Dumbledore is on it. And so, it's like not not knowing anything is worse than having someone say, like, We're, "We can't, I can't tell you right now. Just trust me." Especially Dumbledore saying, "And if that, you have a respectful relationship with that person, correct. that should be enough." If Marty right. would say he's doing something and he looks at me and says, "Trust me, I'm going to trust him." Don't right. because he lied to Bridget when she was. A he kid lies a lot, all the time. But um, Vinny also brings <laughs> Vinny. Tiffany. Yes. Marty told you to go to internet.com yeah, to no. get more internet. <laughs> she believed me. I'm a fool in love, y'all. Um, Vinny also brings up the point that Harry tries to figure stuff out even after, like, for example, Chamber of Secrets. Right. But I think Dumbledore expects that one, and I think he l- enjoys that trait that Harry has. Like, I agree. I don't think it's a problem for him to try and figure it out. He wants I think him that to. maybe because of that trait with Harry, though, Dumbledore should have told him basically what Sirius ends up telling him in the next chapter. Yeah. But but at least Sirius tells him, so he finds out somehow. But yeah. the reason that he I'm not okay want... with you guys saying but anymore. Say tush, thank you. Tush. The reason that <laughs> Dumbledore didn't want Harry to know a lot, or doesn't want him to know a lot, is because of the connection between him and Voldemort, right? Yeah. Voldemort. He's Voldemort. You know what I'm saying? Gross guy. Yeah. Full of yeah. Because, but I at mean, the end of the Voldemort finds out that connection, uses it again. If you know X, Y, and Z about the Order of the Phoenix, well, there goes all your secret top, yeah. your top yeah. secret plans. Yeah. Yeah, but they didn't really tell him any plans. They were just like, yep, we're keeping tabs. But they could Which, like, I'm assuming Voldemort, basically everything they told Harry, I would assume that Voldemort would assume. I mean, but right? ha- had, had they told Harry more, a ton, Voldemort did what do i want to say he in the end, got he in does. harry's head yeah he, he, he broke into harry's mind anyway right um possessed i guess is the word that i'm looking mm. for like so you know we don't know what voldemort saw quote in harry's brain <clears throat> you know i don't know how that works we don't know nothing's canon room so oh <laughs> that is sad Just kidding. it's like peter griffin's brain where they're like we don't have any information on this <laughs> But he threw out everything but, but um, yeah. breathing and fine dining. SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sneeze again. All right. Next question. What's my name? Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> Katie. <laughs> That's your name. <laughs> oh, thanks. Uh, Keen, last question says, who do you listen in? Who would you listen in with with the extendable ears? Listen in? Yeah. <coughs> oh, just an everyday life. I would listen into my family gossip. I don't have any anymore so much, but like back when I cared, that's what I would have done. Well, I think I would want to just like listen. Like, you know how people watching is really fun? I'd want to just like let it sneak somewhere and just like try and hear some random conversation. Let it sneak. I would want to listen in on like some of my co workers' conversations. I don't That'd think. I don't, know. I, don't, I don't care to listen to people. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
I don't know. I'll be like, no, you're not lying. I really, I wouldn't. I don't think I'd. Want I would like anybody. Back when I like on government conversations right now. If okay, here. If, back when if I cared Sinatra about was still like alive, I'd listen on those conversations. <laughs> yeah. But like back when I like cared and there was super drama with my family, like it's not even with my family, but like my like the sibling, like the aunts and uncles. I don't care about it now, <laughs> but when I did, I would have listened in and been like. Cause I like got some gossip, but like it wasn't, I wasn't involved in it. So yeah. like I didn't need to know. Yeah. So. Agreed, Vinny. Sinatra talking with mob would be interesting. Yeah. Fan story. Cheer. All right. This week's fan story comes from Whitney Westcott. Whoa, 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 Whitney. Whitney's the one who sent us those necklaces. Mm-hmm. Whitney. Oh, yeah. Super sweet. Thank you so much. So she says, hello, all my lovely Swish fam. I was one of those that grew up with Harry Potter. I was 10 years old when the first book was released. I will admit, I didn't follow the trends and read the books at first because everyone was reading them. Rebellious (laughs) preaching and all. But once I did, I was hooked. (laughs) Went to the midnight premiere of Sorcerer's Stone when I was 14 and all the midnight releases of the books. I'm a proud Hufflepuff. Woo woo. My second (laughs) sorting was Slytherin. Woo woo. Hashtag Hufferin. My Patronus is a dolphin. My overmorning house is Puckwudgie. My wand is of dogwood, phoenix feather core, 10 inches, and pliant flexibility. My love for Harry Potter runs deeper than just a nostalgic obsession. When I was 25, I gave birth to my son, Wyatt. I was going to be a single mom, working part-time, and going to college full-time. My son had a very rare heart condition and needed open-heart surgery soon after he was born. He came through the surgery fine, but there were complications with the medication he was having to be on in order to survive. The day after his surgery, Wyatt had taken a turn for the worse. The doctors had told us that Wyatt was now only living through assistance of machines. Only after five days of life, my son left this earth. In that time of total darkness, nothing comforted me except for the world of Harry Potter. I immersed myself in the world of magic yet again. When J.K. said, Hogwarts will always be there to welcome you home, she was exactly right. Hogwarts welcomes me home every day, and it was and still is my place of comfort and solitude. Harry's story of overcoming the darkness spoke to me on a personal level. It may sound silly, but I thought to myself, if Harry can get through it and still be happy in the end, so can I. So here I am, now a mother of a beautiful little girl, Elena, who has been watching Harry Potter and listened to me read to her, read to her all the Harry Potter books since she was, since she was still in my belly. I want her to know and feel that same love for Hogwarts as I do. Swish and Flick was the first and really only podcast I listened to. You ladies instantly became like my family. Every week when I listen, it brings me home to Hogwarts and to my Swish family. Being part of the Swish and Flick family has got me through some dark days. You all are truly the light in all the darkness. Thank you for all you do. Each of you is truly amazing. I love you all. Always Whitney. And then she enclosed some pictures of her daughter. P.S. I have enclosed a couple photos of my daughter, Elena. She will be three on March 31st. So... I don't know if that was sent. I think that was sent for a while a while ago. So, happy so she might be turning four this year. Happy birthdays to any four that five. we missed. <coughs> First photo is when I asked if she wanted to read her book or read Harry Potter. Second photo, Hogwarts class 2034. <laughs> Third photo, the most recent photo I took of her while we played outside. So cute. Oh, uh, adorable. Whitney, I am so sorry <sighs> for what you went through. And I'm just glad that you found strength good and harry yeah you know, i'm just in in general um and i'm so and glad it's not that you silly to think daughter. yeah it's not silly to think that you can get through it because harry did like that's no. 
That's I in my mind. That's like the purpose of these books for a lot of people, you know, to like use them as a coping mechanism. And I mean, and it's okay to do, do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, God, I'm so sorry for your loss. Wands up for Wyatt. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to talk, but I'm crying. <laughs> it's okay. Take your time. Ah, we love you, Whitney. Just thank you so much, and you are so blessed with your beautiful baby girl. I love that black and white picture. It's a beautiful picture. So cute. So cute. Somebody else. Okay. Thank you for sharing your story. Yes, thank you. You're clearly amazing. And you're strong. Yeah, very strong. Um, so social media. You can follow us on Facebook. You can? Yep. Swish and Flick podcast. Never heard of them. You can also join our Facebook <laughs> <laughs> Facebook group, Swish and Flick podcast group. <laughs> Follow us on it. <laughs> what? I heard they're pretty terrible. <laughs> Oh, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at SwishFlickCast. You can subscribe to us on YouTube. What? You can support us on Patreon if you are so inclined at patreon.com forward slash SwishFlickCast. We love and appreciate all of our patrons. We get to do this podcast because of you. Um, you mean the world to us. So thank you. <clears throat> Also, you can check out all of that information and more on our website at swishflickcast.com, along with our Pride merchandise, which we are selling to help sponsor Kira Tomchek to get his top surgery. All proceeds, 100% of the profits on all of our Pride merchandise are going to Kira. Um, So you will notice that the items cost a little bit more than our other items, but they come included with like a donation to Kira. So. Like the full, full, the donation. full, hundred percent profit amount goes to Kira. Yes. Tiffany, what's going on in your life besides the fact that you're crying in the corner? Uh, literally, though. <laughs> um, teaching. Yeah. Taught my little heart out this week. I just got over what I assume was some version of a uh, flu virus. It was bad, but I'm better, right? <laughs> got better i got better um i don't know life's been it's been good but it's been you know you have those like life moments my best friend from um uh, high school who when i go home like i see her her mom uh recently passed away from cancer so that was like a heavy hit but we're gonna celebrate her life coming up on monday so that'll be good it'll be good to go home and and see them and hug them you know but on the flip side of that my family was all like super sick for christmas so we didn't go like down there so we finally went down there and celebrated christmas so what i asked for for christmas was um 20 new 25 pound weights because um i got back into lifting and i'm strong enough where i can pick up some 25s and i didn't want to use marty's i wanted my own so that's what i asked for from my parents and so um i think if you're listening to this podcast still everyone knows my grandfather passed away a couple of months ago um and my parents have been working to like, he had like a rental house. So they've been cleaning that out and they've been like going through his stuff with his wife and, and all of that. And so it's Christmas and my mom's like, okay, we have one more, but you have to come down to the basement 
So I'm like, what is this? So it's just me, my sister, and my mom and dad. So we walk downstairs, and there's, like, this box on the floor. And it has – I'm going to cry again. And it has a card in it. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) It was a card that I had made my grandpa when I was younger. And I said he was the best grandpa, and I loved him. And I drew, like, weights on it because my grandpa (laughs) was a power lifter. (laughs) And he had kept that hung up in his weight room since I was little. So they gave me that card and then I opened the box. And so now I get to lift with my grandpa's 25 pound weights. That's really cool. And I'm so stoked. And it was the best Christmas present like ever. And so I just wanted to share that with everyone because it's super personal. And that's how we get here on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That's really cool. So That's really, really cool. They are two different colors. They're gnarly, and I can't wait to use them. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And so I'm going to hang that card that I made him up in my uh, in my weight room, too. So it's going to be it's gonna be awesome. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter <laughs> at TipSwitch <laughs> underscore Flick. <laughs> no, but honestly, like, I'm, I'm doing great. <laughs> I will say she texted us this and I was at work and I was like, all right, Sarah, don't cry at work. Don't cry at work. And I didn't know how to like effectively tell you like that's like a super sweet Christmas. Isn't that just great? Yeah. My parents are exceptionally thoughtful and caring people. And it was, I was just so excited. So that was really cool. But, um, yeah, just, I'm having fun. I'm lifting. That's that's like my hobby she right now. She says that she's cracking. I'm having fun. I am having fun. I I've <clears throat> gosh, I'm over two, but no, it's been it's been great. Yeah, follow me on Twitter. <laughs> I had a tweet take off the other day. Can we talk about this for a second? Oh my gosh, yeah, that's right. All I tweeted was I love Harry Potter, and it got like over 800 likes and like almost 200 retweets, and I was oh like, God. is that all it takes? <laughs> <laughs> I like Harry Potter. The power of Potter. <laughs> it's the Potter effect. Yes. Hashtag super Potter effect. What are we up to, Meg? We made a <laughs> top that. Yeah, I don't have that. any moving stories like that. We did, but make I a will say decision, that I bought an air fryer, so that's cool. Yeah, she's gonna make me buffalo cauliflower. That's what she's doing. What so decision good. did we make? We decided that we are gonna train for a five k and a ten k. Well, I made that. Oh one. yeah, yeah, yeah. We are. I um, need to shout out Peter Brookhart because so every marathon weekend at Disney, they have this thing that you can complete called the Dopey Challenge because only people who are insane and dopey do it. And he did it. (laughs) So he ran the 5K, the 10K, the half marathon and the full marathon all within four days. Um, And he did it and he completed it. So congrats to Peter. He's awesome. He's just very inspirational inspirational dude. he's an ivf warrior with his wife like they just they talk about it on their youtube channel all the time to try to bring awareness they are having trouble having a baby um and anyway so i have been thinking about getting into running for a while and just like seeing him complete the dopey challenge for a second year in a row i was like you know what i'm not gonna aim that high <laughs> that's probably never gonna happen that's a lot but 
I want to try to do a 5K. Um, hopefully, if uh, for... Okay, so fun story. Wizardly World of Kent is actually happening not on the same weekend as Leaky yeah. Con, so we can do it. Yeah. But they do a 5K every year, so we're going to train to do that 5K. Mm-hmm. So we'll do the Harry Potter one. And then we're going to train to do the 10K for Disney Wine and Dine weekend, which is our, like... It's funny, like, that was, this is why I, like, decided to do this. Like, I figured it was fate. Like, I was like, oh, Kate, I wonder if we're already, like, going to Disney for Wine and Dine. And I looked it up, and we literally arrive on the day of the 10K. I'm excited for you. So, basically, I think we're just going to, like, try to fly in the night before so that we can do the 10K. So, we're going to sign up for the 10K Wine and Dine. It's villains-themed. I'm so excited. It's going to be bomb. Um, I want to see someone run around with Ursa Ursula tentacles. Someone will. Someone, Someone has. Will. I've seen that sure. before. <laughs> really cool. So yeah, I'm excited. We're gonna train for the 5K and the 10K. And all right, um, so let's just get let's everybody get swole. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Do you love Yosa? I no. <laughs> you know what? I do. You do. Oh. You do. So yeah. Um, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the Petrus Family. I'm gonna follow that hashtag. I'm totally doing that. Ethan, Katie the Buff Puff. Yes, I need yeah. to change my Instagram handle. <laughs> Not that I use it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, if you guys like the show Friends, we are approaching Ate the it. end of <laughs> season <laughs> one. Almost, we've got like five episodes left. I think. Um, what was the last episode you watched? The one where Marcel got away, but he didn't actually get away, uh, did he? No, he still came back, and I still hate him. Now you can be a hashtag Meg the Swole Snake. <laughs> that and doesn't rhyme buff like Buff Puff, though. I thought it was good. It's cute. It's cute. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you can follow us on Friends Watching Friends if you'd like. We do the podcast with our friend Chrissy, who is like super nerd of friends just like we are of harry potter she knows way more about friends than i ever will even pretend to know mm-hmm. so um yeah and then also <clears throat> what did we say the second weekend of february grown-up kids is coming back mm-hmm. fast approaching because we got an editor so you did. we don't have to edit Girl. so i can watch a movie and talk about it <laughs> yeah you can so we're just picking right back up where we left off and you can follow us at grown-up kids Sasa. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Not a darn thing. I'm in school. I'll hopefully know by now when I can apply to the nursing program. And that just means my life is non-existent. No, it means your life is moving forward. Yeah. No, but it You're means I literally will have no life with going to school. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's pretty much it. You can follow me at O'Malley. I'll have a couple of um, adventures coming up. Going to New York in Net City, but... Um, the state in February. I'm going to have a Galentine's Day lunch, which sounds super lame, but it's really just an excuse for me to like I'm cook excited. food and get dressed up um, and have lunch with my friends. We've got um, some travel plans this year too, and I'm so and excited. I'm excited. <laughs> and my, I'm going to spend my birthday in New Orleans. And New Orleans. I'm excited for beignets. And um, hurricanes, I think, is a drink that I was told I should try. Um, and excited for other travel things that I'm somewhat sort of planning. And uh, that's when I found out that uh, dogs don't lay eggs. <laughs> <laughs> also got a couple of, I almost said a couple of marriages. Cousins that are getting married this year. So um, it'll be a refreshing 
to go to weddings as a guest and not as a participant in the bridal party. It's great. Let me tell you. I don't I literally great. don't remember. Well, it's going to be good. I'm excited. So, I decided that we're going to go to Chicago for my birthday, so I'm excited about that. Chicago's cool. Yeah. And we're going to Vegas for the first time for Chrissy's birthday. I'm super excited. Vegas is a good time. It is. Vegas is a good time. It is. I'm hopefully we're, we're going to Florida in like two weeks. We will be there two weeks from now. That's awesome. I I was sitting here the other day and I was like, dude. I literally looked up a flight to I fly there in one day and fly back the same day. Where? It was where? Florida. Why? I can't wait to go. I, I just want to I just want to be at Universal right now. Like, I'm, I'm, like, I'm a, craving to yeah. be there. Yeah. I you know what I mean? It was only a hundred bucks. It's just the feeling you get just when you're there. It just, you like, I guys, could because I would hate to I have literally felt this for years and you're finally on board now. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to sit. I just you get why we do. You know what I really want? Florida. I want to go and I want to eat toad in the hole and I want to have butterbeer ice cream. Oh, butterbeer yeah. ice cream. Yeah, but if we went now, we could also get hot butterbeer. Yeah, which Hello. is the bomb.com. Yeah. Literally, I looked up a flight in February. I, it flies out of Cleveland at like six something. We should have went this weekend. And I could fly. I have a it was the weekend. middle of the week. And I could fly <laughs> home at like 11.50 that same night. Because I'm like, I don't need to be there the entire day. I go straight from the airport to the park. And then go straight from the park to the airport. Obviously, I don't need to pack anything because I'm Just not bring a backpack. There. Yeah, just bring my personal items that you would need in a park. Dude, that'd be so fun. Dude, that would be I'm, I'm, a sick I'm adventure. I'm so tempted to do it. Like, don't because you just like, want to be in Diagon Alley right I now? I don't yeah, want to pay really to do. stay overnight. Yeah. So I might do it when I'm on vacation. It depends on when I get my vacation time back. So we'll see. I've just been, like, craving to go. Yeah, I know. You I know when I'm craving to go to Potter is when I'm... Um, over the trauma of flights and my anxiety <laughs> with flying. Like, I'm ready to do it again. I'm ready to get hurt again. Yeah. You know what I've been thinking about <laughs> It's doing? like getting a tattoo. Do you want to talk <sighs> about that? Remember how I had got a tattoo and it got infected and now it looks like... You know what I brought up yesterday? I was skin. like, remember when you were yelling at Megan because she kept touching her tattoo that it was going to get infected and then yours I got infected? I didn't think it was the soap I used. Yeah. I had a reaction yeah, in the past. perfectly. Look at that puppy. That's so dark it's still and pretty. So dark. I know. Yeah. I know. Why do they fade? Look at this beautiful thing. Oh, she's gonna i told her she's gonna get retouched yeah for sure they should just do it if you go oh, back yeah, there yeah. they should do it i'll message her and be like and it wasn't her fault yeah. like i don't think it was anything she did yeah um, i literally think because i had a reaction to the soap in the past and i didn't even think um so i think that's what well, it'll it get, to get irritated and everything it'll get fixed oh, whatever so that's my life follow me for fun adventures and yeah if you have any cool places you want me to visit Pay for it. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Just kidding. Then But me. genuinely, if you want me to like I wanna like do some fun things this year, so we need to pick a place to go for Katie's thirtieth. So if you guys have any ideas for where we could go for Katie's yeah, 30th, let's go to Universal up. and go to Harry Potter. <laughs> and then two weeks later go to Denver. Well yeah. we went to Boston for Katie's birthday. We yeah. did. You don't get to go anywhere fun for your thirtieth. Sorry. We, we I was, was fun drenched for your on my last birthday. I was pregnant for my thirtieth, so <laughs> Oh, we're going someplace fun for her 30th for a thousand percent for sure. I'm just we're just going to be traveling twice in October. Oh, yeah. We're going to Denver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I literally just said it two weeks later. Not even. Mm. Yeah. It's like a week and a half. We're kind of thinking Portland, maybe. Whoa, oh, that's a trip. Tiffany's like, never would I be. On yeah. A I'm, yeah. I'm not going to Portland <laughs> with you. I'll walk. <laughs> or Vancouver. 
You know where Seattle. I want to go so bad is Toronto. Yeah, Toronto's fun. Yes. Toronto's a good time. Yeah, I love Quebec. Loved um, Montreal a lot. Let's go to Montreal. I got fun. an alert for flights for flights in the two hundreds. Round, round trip. trip to Paris today. Hello. I was like, oh, I, I was like, can we just go? Who's not traveling to Paris? You know, in January? I literally <laughs> almost booked flights for my birthday. No, it for was Paris, like for the summer. But because it's Why? Easter weekend, prices are more expensive. Where? I was like, for Paris. Mm. I literally was like saying to Jen, I'm like, I want to go to Europe. I want to spend my 30th in Paris. And then it was like $900 because it's. <sighs> Easter weekend. Um, I would like to dedicate this episode to. Oh, like, let's close <laughs> this out. That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing! Just my voice. <laughs> There's a reason I didn't say that. I don't know. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> This is why this is why you're a patron. <laughs> it is Severus Elaine Snape. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? It's Friday. It's this happens on Friday. <laughs> it's Friday. Friday. Gonna get down on Friday. <sighs> Play. It's Friday night in a dream. Ja, 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 Is that in sync? Yes. Yeah. Got paid. Get out. Money, 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 money. They're a thousand percent better than. What? Yeah, fight me. In sync <laughs> is better than Baxter <laughs> Boys in every way, shape, or form. Um, no. You got, no. You got right JT. You got JC. Can you, you got Lance. Can you, you do got a poll live? The rest of them. Uh, Chris and Joey. Oh, no, you can only do questions. I it that away. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.